Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Creators of Windsor podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Sherdown, and today I'm sitting down with Tori Ruvers, who's the co-host of Mix 96.7's Jay and Tori in the Morning, and she also hosts her own podcast called Tori and Her Podcast. Thanks for coming on. Hi, how are you? Thank you. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. This is, I'm just going to say, we were just talking about this, but this is very weird because I'm never on the other end of it. I'm always doing the interviewing. So this is a little strange, yeah. but it's fun. <laughs> I'm sure it feels strange. That was like me when I, <clears throat> like if I ever have to get pictures done of myself, mm-hmm. it's like really, really weird. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't feel, I, I mean, it's, it's still fun. And I, I've actually taken a little break from the podcast in the past little bit, um, and I was telling my mom, I'm going to do a podcast today. And she's like, oh, you picked it back up. And I said, no. And then she's like, well, whose podcast are you doing? So I was trying to explain it to her. But she thought that I was filling in to interview somebody for somebody else's podcast. And I said, no, people don't do that. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, that's that's nice of you. But no, it's fun being a guest. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because you don't have to do like any of the, I guess, work. No prep. You just get to chill. No, nothing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's very simple. <laughs> it's very simple. Um, so how long ago did you start your podcast? The podcast started when I was about a year into radio. So it's a, it's almost two years old now, I guess it would be. Um, but it, it's it's strange because, I, I mean, I started it under a different name. I don't know if, if you know this, but it used to be called It's Not That Weird. It okay. was uh, just like, uh, it, it, I wanted to start a podcast for years, like everybody does, right? Everybody wants to start a podcast, but my friends and I were having all these like super interesting conversations. And then... I was in radio for, yeah, about a year, and they, they were super encouraging of, like, if you guys have any passion projects, if you guys want to start a podcast, whatever you guys want to do, you can use our studios, our medium, like, whatever you need to do. So I was like, perfect, this is this is great, and I pitched it, and I was, like, the only person within our company that, like, took them up on the opportunity, so they were super giddy about it, and we just went back and forth on, like, branding and names, and for so long that I landed on It's Not That Weird, because I'm like, this uh, that's the basis of it. Yeah. I think I recorded four episodes before I ever actually put anything out, um, like six months prior to it even wow. coming out, I had all these awesome people. My mom, Jay, my co-host was on the first episode and just some friends. And it, like that, that theme kept coming up is like talking about shit that makes you feel like you're really weird. Like yeah, you're just yeah. like, you're the, the stuff you don't want to say. So like when you start saying it, all of a sudden everybody's like, yeah, I also feel that way. So it's really not that weird. But then there was a little, it wasn't a legal dispute, but somebody who's a fantastic designer actually she's super talented she reached out to me and she goes under the same name and she's from somewhere in Florida and she needed me to change the name so I don't know if I ever actually talked about it like publicly about what happened because I was I was so distraught I was so upset over it because it it made way more sense for a podcast in my head than it did for a design studio but she was there first she was totally right she didn't threaten legal action but she did have like a good following where like I recognized her work and I was like Fuck. If, if it would be so much easier if I hated you. Yeah, <laughs> like if I was like, fuck you, your stuff sucks. But I can swear, right? Yeah, you can <laughs> okay. swear. Yeah, yeah. When I'm not on the radio, it's all I do. So. Oh, yeah, because yeah. Yeah, so you can't swear in your morning show at no. all, but no, you can swear fined. in your podcast. Yeah, I can swear on the podcast. Oh, my gosh. We go, the stuff I talk about on the podcast is stuff that we I encourage. Mean, like- how do you like keep that balance? Turn it on and off. Remember what you're on. I think, well, Jay helps a lot. Jay, my co-host has been in radio for 20 (laughs) years or something like that. He's been on mix for 12 or 13, I want to say now. So he's, 
you know, he's like a good guide, I guess, for any kind of questions. One time I remember I was like, Jay, can we say tits on air? And he was like, I don't think that that's allowed. <laughs> is like, it allowed or no? It's not. It's not. You can't say tits on air. You can say like hell and ass, but. You can't say asshole though. You can't say asshole. But you can say ass. Yeah. And then you, you can, can say, say dumbass. You can say like badass or hard ass, but you can't say asshole. Yeah. That's weird. Eh? Yeah. I've never actually seen the full list. It's just kind of like. I guess if you've listened to radio, you can kind of get what it is that is allowed and what's not. When you're listening to like Dave and Chuck fucking anything flies, yeah, yeah. but they've got some kind of special past. Do they actually? Like I, they I don't think so, but I think that they just kind of, they walk that line. So they probably get fined all the time, but like because they have the following they do and like the respect they do that people just, they don't care. They like it maybe. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I don't know. Who I gets fined? You or the radio station? The radio station okay. would get fined. Yeah. Is yeah. it a lot? I would imagine so. It's, it's through the CRTC, right? Like the... Is it the CRTC? CRTC? I, I would think it's the CRTC. They would be the ones where, like, if there was a or, or broadcast Canada or something, there would be a note. I guess if the listener would send it to them, they oh, would complain okay. to us, and I think we would be legally obligated to then report it, and then we would get fined. Something like that. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, but we're so we're, we're very careful. But you guys can dump it, right? Or no? There is a dump button. I've never used it. I, it total oh, transparency. Wow. I don't use the board when Jay and I are on air. He does all that, and okay. then I'm actually. People don't know this, but I'm in another room when we do our morning show together because I started at a time when COVID was like, I think I started and then we had our first case in Windsor eight days later. So wow. we were just like put in separate rooms. I'm in this like this little news booth in another room. So we don't see each other, but we make it work. I don't know what it is. Like, and now we're at this point where we're like, we don't want to see each other. <laughs> like, yeah. we're good. You're in your room. You're doing your thing. I don't know what you're doing in there. I'm in my <laughs> room doing my thing. And then we just come on air. We can talk back and forth, but yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the gist. It's cool how people like people always like imagine how things are on yeah. the radio, but they never actually know how it is. I know. I tell people it's very <laughs> underwhelming because like if you were to see Jay and I do our thing, it's really not all that exciting. Like I honestly think what you've got going on in here is a lot more personal than our studio. Um, and we also broadcast out of Leamington, which people don't know either. You guys aren't downtown. We're you guys not are the Leamington studio. Yes. Wow. Yes, yes. So we have one location, like our main Windsor Essex location, is on Argyle and Wyandotte, which is right by Walkerville Studio or yeah. Walkerville Brewery. I ate under there last night for dinner. Fuck you, Joe. Love Fuck you, Joe. It was a they're the best neighbors ever. Um, so that's our main studio. But Jay and I broadcast out of Leamington, where our other studio is, and it has to do with frequency and like morning freak. I don't. To okay. be honest, I really should, but people ask all the time, why are you in Leamington? I'm like, I, I think it has to do with our towers. I don't know, <laughs> but it's okay, and, and we don't mind it, but it is different than being, like, right in Windsor, right? Where, yeah. Yeah, but we have three radio stations, right? Blackburn has got us, Country 95.9, and Cool. I'm saying that as if I'm confused, but I'm not, but it, it, it's just, it's a lot, because we hit mix, pop, we hit country, yeah. and then we also hit rock, so we have all kinds of demographics within our company it's cool yeah a lot of people like from windsor they they listen to a lot of people obviously listen to our stations but mm -hmm. then they also listen to detroit stations yes i think some people don't realize that there's like a bunch of like bigger stations here yes yeah it's it's interesting and thankfully when we're talking about market and like revenue and such detroit doesn't actually count in our market we might count theirs i actually don't know but our books or our rating system um which happen twice a year they don't affect us at oh. all yeah, thankfully, because they do have these big, huge stations that have yeah. been around for so long and they're so notable and we listen to them here. So it is important that when we're talking like Canadian radio as a border city, you know what's here and what's there. That's cool. Yes, it yeah. is. It's, we try. <laughs> we try to really differentiate and there's different laws too. So Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I would assume so. Yeah. I've, uh, I've never been in the 96, like in the mixed buildings, mm -hmm. but I have been in the, is it Bell Canada? 
an Olet there. Yeah. yeah. I've yeah. been in that building. That building is very underwhelming too. I remember the first time I was in there, I was like, whoa. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, Bell is like a, you know, it's a big word around everywhere because they've got more money than God, right? And yeah. like we are independently owned and we're a private company and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's interesting. But what I hear is, yeah, the same thing. I've never been in there either. Even like with school and stuff, I would have thought that I would have because I was at the Mediaplex as well. Oh, you went to the Mediaplex yeah, too? Yeah, yeah, oh, I went yeah. there. Yeah, because you know, you know Garrett, of course. Yeah. And Garrett is my best friend's fiance. And then this is, I think, how we all kind of come together. So when did you start there? 2017, I started in the PR program. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. How old, what year are you born? 97. Okay. I'm 25, turning 26 very soon. Okay, so I'm two years older than you are. Yes. Um, I started, <clears throat> I went to the Mediaplex, I started in 2014. Mm. So I was. So they were brand new. I was like one of the, f one of the, I wasn't the first year there. Sure, but one I, of them. I think I was the, I think I was like the, uh, the, the second. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> second or the third. Sure. Um, but I took journalism. Mm -hmm. Did you take journalism there? No, I took public relations. Yeah. And then I did a year actually at the Center for the Arts doing, um, it was called Web and Interactive Advertising, but they actually don't even offer it anymore. <laughs> they oh, got rid wow. of it. Okay. I think I was the second or third class from that. And then they got rid of it within a couple of years. And then you got into radio, but you didn't take journalism. I didn't take journalism. Uh, public relations, we did not do any radio practicing nothing. I don't, I think we might've did like a, a demo or something in the, those studios. Cause yeah. I mean, if people don't know the Mediaplex is amazing yeah. and they have all of uh, like that big newsroom and then they also have little studios and stuff, but I don't remember maybe once going in there for something, but no, I had no experience going into this. Wow. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. I want to get into, um, like how you got into it in a second, but yeah, I do yeah. want to talk about the Mediaplex first Yeah, because we both went to school there, which is really cool. I love going to school there. I know. Um, it was nice being downtown mm -hmm. and like, I don't know. It was cool that program because like there was all kinds of classes, mm -hmm. but the professors and like the teachers let you pick your lane. Sure. So like, even though there was like radio mm -hmm. and there was like on camera video and news and all this stuff, yeah. like because I was a photographer, all of my projects in that program were tailored around that medium photography. Yeah. So like, I know people <laughs> that did like a million projects in the radio booth and I was only in the radio booth, like for the couple times sure. you had to be. When you had to be. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Which is cool. Um, how you get to like really, you know. They, yeah, they give stuff. you this like home base with cameras. They, they let you take out cameras. Like uh -huh. I, I think people don't know that. You get to take out cameras, you get to use the booths. Um, even in PR, I don't know if you, I'm, I'm sure you know this, but they have at the Mediaplex the Live at One show mm -hmm. that airs on Coach Co. Is it still Coach Co? I don't know. <laughs> it's, yeah, it no. used to do that. But even in PR, we were required to go help in the, the newsroom. Yeah. And that was cool because one person would be like behind the camera every now and then. One person would be running the, the camera, one person would be producing or whatever it was, but yeah. it was just cool that we were required to do that, even though we were in public relations, technically we don't need it, but it was something that they said, no, you have to do it at least once, and that's how you get to leave here, <laughs> but it was cool. <laughs> that live show, like, so, yeah, the way it worked in journalism, so if, like, if you were into TV and you, like, mm -hmm. wanted to be a news anchor, like, you could go on a lot, mm -hmm. but if you didn't, like me, mm -hmm. um, you still had to go on once a semester. Yeah. So you had to go on live TV and read from a teleprompter yeah. in a suit. Yeah. And people, like, it's not just live TV. Like, it, it, it's real live TV. It's it's not just, like, a, a little TV program that the school puts on. It's on Kojiko. Yeah, like, it's like on they, TV. they air it, and it's yeah. live, and it's scary. <laughs> and they asked if I wanted to do it, and at the time, I, I didn't. And I, I think I did the producing or the directing or whatever the fuck it was. And watching my person, because he was in PR, too, and he just, like, thrived. He loved it. And I was yeah. like, I could never do that. And now I talk for a living yeah. <laughs> like publicly and live. So it's interesting. So, okay. So how did you, uh, we'll come back to your podcast yeah, in a minute. Yeah, yeah, so please. like, how did you get into radio then? 
<sighs> okay, so when I started in the PR program, um, I applied Rebecca Wright. Shout out Rebecca Wright, who's an angel on earth. I adore her. She um, she told me about a job opportunity because Blackburn was hiring summer patrollers. And she sent me the job posting, and I applied. I got an interview, and I got hired with, like, five people, including Nuseva, which is how Nuseva and I know each other. <laughs> um, and I worked there doing summer patrol stuff for, like, three years. And I loved it. It was the best job ever. Like I tell people all the time, summer patrol, summer road crew, any kind of like you get to go to events on behalf of a radio station or any yeah. kind of media company is the best thing in the world. If you give people free swag and you give them a chance to win gift cards or concert tickets and they just think that you're the best thing in the world. So yeah. it was, we did such a good job too. We had a really good team and I don't, I mean, I, I did, I know I, we all stood out cause we all had those personalities you have to be willing to like get in people's faces and like not harass people but say like hey do you know who we are and if you don't what's wrong with you or like come learn who we are and we were really good at that I have always been pretty pretty good at networking I would say um so I did that when I was in school and then when I went to go do that second program I was talking about I actually got a job right out of graduation from that so my third year of school um I was finishing that specialization program I think it was and I got a job in a marketing agency and I did that for I think it was 11 months but I was still doing Blackburn very very part-time because when it's not the summer you're not very busy yeah so very very part-time I was doing events still when I could and they just the agency work it's not that it wasn't for me it was I was honestly really good at it I was a coordinator and a social media specialist and I I I killed it. It's good. <laughs> but it was just not a great environment and just the behind the desk and the you know calling people all the time and just trying to like put out fires and connect things all the time. It was just I didn't get to do a lot of like client facing stuff. I didn't get to represent anything really that well. Yeah. But then this other company, Blackburn, when I was there, they were like, "We want you to just be you but bigger. Just like do better and be be yourself and just be it harder." So they had a um they had a host leave pretty abruptly, uh, Jay's co-host. Uh, he had gone through a couple in like a pretty short amount of time and it was just, it was just circumstantial. Um, so when the opportunity came up and people would ask all the time when I was at events and stuff like, Oh, so you want to do radio? And I would say, no, not at all. I'm just working for a radio company that I love, which is great. But I have no intentions of ever being on air. And then they had the job posting go up and I heard that my now boss was walking around saying, we're looking for somebody just like Tori. And I think I was just so miserable at the other job. They treated me so poorly. And there was just, they were always so good to me that I was like, why am I not doing that? Like, what's the worst that can happen? I try and, you know, this is a good company. They've always been good to me. So one of our other morning show hosts, Dave Timo, he's from Cool 100.7, very deep, sultry, jazz-like voice. He helped me put together a demo, which I had never done. We did that, like a fake demo, um, sent it to my now boss, which is funny because like I've worked with these people for so long, right? So it was just, it was like so seamless. Like, and I, and I know a lot of people had some animosity because I didn't have experience. I didn't ever do radio other than working for the company for three years. It was going on four years. So now it's been like seven years that I've worked for them, three on air, almost four, four in March will be. That's before. crazy. So I guess three and a half years. But I, it honestly was just about like who I knew and where I was. And, and that's honestly what media is, right? It's, it's not really necessarily about experience. As much as we want to say it is, it's good to have it, but it's really about who you know. For sure. And, yeah. and just like just like you as a person, like how much like your personality and yeah. like how much work you put in and yeah. effort, like the background doesn't, especially when it comes to like any art form, yeah. is like... Talent, I, right? Yeah. Talent does show through. And, and I mean, again, like 
you know this, you know, whether it's visual or whatever it is, media art, it's all subjective. And you find these people, you meet these people. And when they can tell that like you're doing it for the love of it, rather than the attention or the money or the whatever, it it shows through. For sure. hundred percent. Um, like, yeah, people like throughout my career, like I've been doing photography for 10 years, but I've been doing it full time for, um, eight ish, whatever. Mm. And, uh, over that time, there's been a couple times where people have like, do you have a degree in photography? Mm. And I'm like, no, but this is my work. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. it doesn't, it's just like, if you were to go get a tattoo, do you care if they have a degree or do you care if they do good tattoos? <laughs> I think I would prefer they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to just be a little weird. That's all I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, so I, I am curious. And again, this is the, I'm usually on the other side of this. So I'm going to ask you some questions. Um, I love it. How, because uh, photography is it's used to be such a niche thing, right? Like, like photographers were not that they were few and far between, but like the ones who had a distinct style, like, like there's a lot of crossover between types of photography. And my question honestly is how do you have the courage to pursue it full-time professionally? And also like, how do you differentiate yourself? Because it's just like personal brand and stuff is so interesting to me, especially in young people and like creatives. How do you do that? Cause it's gotta be so nerve wracking. Um, well, when I started, so like right when I finished high school, Mm -hmm. I wanted to like figure out, you know, what I wanted to do with my life. They make you do that. And, uh, (laughs) I took the year, I, a lot of my friends are, were older than me Mm -hmm. and just like everybody in general, I noticed that a lot of people would like go to college or university right after high school, Mm -hmm. drop out and then take something that they stayed in the second year. So I was like, I was, I have a really late birthday. Mm. So I would have been 17 for like all of first semester of university anyway. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Hey, whatever. So I'll just take a year off. So I took a year off and I just worked. And during that time I was like, I got, I'm like, I need to pick something that I want to do. The pressure is there. Yeah. (laughs) And I always like, I was always, um, I don't know, I guess inspired to like do something creative, but I never really like picked anything. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I've liked photography. Like I've, dabbled in it like here and there Mm -hmm. and I was like you know what I'm just gonna do it and I'm never gonna stop because you always do something for like a month and then you stop sure 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 yeah and I this was um like late 2013 and I told myself okay I'm buying this camera I'm never allowed to stop it's been 10 years I've never stopped wow I never took a break I've never (laughs) I've just gone like full force Uh um and there was like for like the personal side like the artwork aspect I've always just done whatever I want to do. Sure. And then I was like, if I'm going to put this much effort into something, I should probably figure out how to make some money with it too. Sure. Um, sure. And Unfortunately. I, yeah. <laughs> l- lucky for me, like I've got a pretty good line down the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I make money with like the artwork and personal stuff, but like, I don't care to, and that's sure. not my goal. Cause sure. I want to do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what I love. Mm-hmm. And then I've like put the line down the middle where like the business side, which I also love very much. That's important. Yes. Uh, um, and I just kind of, do all like the services and all that work Mm -hmm. and I just I don't know I try to take like some aspects from the personal side and bring that into the because I find like with photographers people only do like artwork or they like only do the business sure um a lot of people don't do like both and Mm -hmm. separate them so when I'm doing the business stuff I try to be like a little bit extra creative Mm. or bring in some things from the from the personal sure. side into that work. It's not just work. the standard, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Instead of trying to be basic, but I don't know. Um, I guess, like you said, how are you not scared? Uh, there wasn't too much of a risk for me. Okay. Um, like, I haven't had a job, like a real job, since I was 19. I was just doing photography, but I still lived at home. Sure. So there wasn't too There's much a of cushion. a... cushion, yeah. And then by the time I moved out, 
I've already been doing it for a few years. Mm -hmm. So then I was like, I was good to go. Yeah. And that's a privilege. It's, it's not something everybody gets to do, but. Oh, for sure. And this was however many years ago when I feel like the landscape might've been totally different. Yeah. Things have changed a lot. Like I've noticed like a, like a pretty significant difference now after 10 years, but like how things were when we started to how they are now. Yeah. Like, Oh, it's crazy. But now it seems like you've given yourself, like you've put in the work and all of that, but you've got the freedom to kind of, I don't know, explore the things you want to explore. And, and, and again, this is somebody when you're looking at everything visually, like, like I'm just interpreting what you do as like, wow, this guy's got a lot of freedom. Like your, your photos just show a life where you're like traveling and you're doing things and you're, you know, you got a studio, you're doing that kind of stuff. And it's, it's impressive to say, but I, I imagine I just, when it comes to art and creativity, it's, thankfully I, I feel I always say I'm not a creative person I don't know what I'm talking about but then I do talk to people who are creative and they're like yes you are it's just yeah. you're, you're expressing it in a totally different way um verbally <laughs> which is weird but 100 percent, it, it yeah. does make sense but I, I guess you just I, you could see the pressure on so many people I do know a good amount of photographers and I just imagine that like it's this Nowadays, it's this grind where, like, you got to differentiate yourself. You got to build the social media following. You got to, you know, make the money. And and I guess if you really put in the work and set yourself to do that from the very beginning, then that's great. But I, I'm just always curious because it just seems like it's such a competitive field too. And how do you how do you put how do you factor competitiveness into art? Like it's so subjective and scary. But yeah, I'm just I'm just commentating because I think it's very it's very fascinating. It's very noble. It's interesting to me thank you you know what's funny is you bring all that up but i would say the same (laughs) thing to you about radio even more so like you're in radio in in 2023 just like i'm a photography in 2023 like that's that seems even like i know a lot more professional photographers than radio than radio people yeah radio is a it's an interesting medium and it's something that within the past three years, uh, not even just the entire time I've, I've worked here, because when I was working as a summer patroller, like, you know what you're selling, you know what you're promoting, but you don't necessarily know the ins and outs. And it's honestly like, it's a whole different realm of radio, essentially it's marketing versus the actual radio, but on air programming is what it's called. That's what I do. Um, it's, it's interesting. Um, it, it, of course, everybody that I talk to is like, Oh my God, that's so cool. That's so cool. My mom introduces me to people. I was like, Oh, have you, do you know mix? Have you ever listened to mix? This is my daughter. She's Tori. Do you know Tori? Like it's (laughs) that kind of thing. So it, it, it's not so much that it's, um, like it's tricky to navigate like this digital world. Honestly, it's coming pretty seamlessly. It does take like an awareness of what's happening, especially with like social media and like kind of the way things are shifted within just the past couple of months is really discouraging. It's been very discouraging with the whole Facebook bill thing. Um, for yeah. me, <laughs> is your Instagram shut down? Yeah. So our Facebook and our Instagram and, and, uh, you know, love my coworkers and love my boss and all, everybody in programming, but they're all being a little too cavalier about it. And I'm like, guys, this is a huge deal. <laughs> like, why aren't you freaking out about this? When I, I think I was in Vancouver, I went to Vancouver at the beginning of August and I was getting these notifications from our Facebook page saying, um, you know, your account is under investigation for not investigation, whatever the word is, it's being reviewed is what it is. Um, because of media broadcasting this new bill, blah, blah, blah. So I started looking into it and I'm like, there's no fucking way this is real. Like this is not, this is, insane we on mix our facebook page has sixty thousand followers our instagram about five six thousand or something like that but that is sixty thousand people looking at our demographics it's not all canada but that is sixty thousand people who we had a point of access to if they weren't listening to the radio which a lot of them not a lot some of them are but it's 
it was a way for us to talk, get, get them listening because we have a contest because we're talking about this on air. It was so great for, we make a post at six o'clock in the morning and by eight o'clock we're reading comments. We're having people call in like that kind of thing. So when you lose that, it's like, why is nobody mourning this? (laughs) Like I'm struggling. And I know that, you know, they, I'm the youngest. I I am the youngest by a lot in our company. For sure. Like by a lot. And (laughs) (laughs) no offense to Jay, he's 43 and I'm 26. So he's 15 at heart so it's fine but (laughs) he is like yeah you know whatever and my my program director who's also in his 40s he's just like well we just got to find new ways to be creative and i'm like see you get that because you have seen the trajectory of radio he was on um he was with bell for a long time they've always learned how to adapt yes yeah yeah. so they're like oh this you know the landscape changes every few years i'm like this isn't good (laughs) it's like we have to do we have to fight back but it's been discouraging I, i won't admit like within the past month i feel like i'm different on air because i'm not even thinking I'm just so like, I, I should be focusing on the on-air creativity and the content and stuff like that, but I'm, I just keep thinking about what we lost, I guess, which is silly, and you do have to move on, and I will, but I'm going to be a little bitter, and I'm going to call Mark Zuckerberg, and I'm going to complain. <laughs> I'm going to so, fight him myself in a ring. So the goal, so I, this is what I've understood from this, but obviously you're going to know more. Mm. So the Canadian government did this because they want Facebook in well meta to pay you guys right is that what they want see well this is another thing that's interesting is we're a radio station we're not a news outlet so us being in this category a lot of people are like why are you in this i'm like i fucking know (laughs) it's so (laughs) annoying we very rarely share links but we do of course have blackburn uh news associated with us where we will share their stuff when that's your like mother company right well blackburn media is just all of us and then so blackburn news is a section of it programming is another essentially but yeah we do news updates every 30 minutes (laughs) yes it is it's an important part of what we do and our news team is amazing uh mark brown you know mark brown yeah yeah so he's He's part of our news team he's in my he was like in my year yeah yeah yeah. i'm good friends with mark he's He's a great guy yeah he's the best he's one of our top people we've got adele loisel who's amazing um just all kinds of people We're, we're really lucky but um so the, the Facebook, my understanding of it is actually very limited. I, when I first saw it and me just going into like, God, everything's so fucked mode. I was like, okay, so they're doing this because in my mind, and maybe this isn't fair, but in my mind, I was like, it's because you fuckers can't tell the difference between like real credible news and these shitty little news sources that just support whatever you want to say it. So I'm like, it's your racist uncle's fault like I was like this is your fault but it's it's not it is what you're saying and I've come to understand that it is more so about the fact that these news outlets are not making money on online views where they should be and and advertisers and all that kind of stuff so Facebook's making all the money off of your work essentially and they want them to pay you yes essentially but Facebook is not going to do that why would they do that they don't have to they don't have to yeah so instead they're going to say oh you want money we're just going to shut this shit down what like how does that it is frustrating. It's incredibly frustrating. And what I have learned within the past three years, because like I said, I started right at the time of COVID. People started hating the media. They hated the media before, but it lit this fucking fire. We're like in London when the convoy happened, we heard that like our radio station, because we're all over Southwestern Ontario, yeah. that there was people showing up there like banging on windows and shit. And we're like, the convoy's here. Do they know that? <laughs> like, we're okay. Like people have a very strong reaction to the word media now when yeah. you're talking in, in news and stuff. And and it's it's been tricky to not like lash out at people and be like do you fucking know you're talking about also me and what I do I fall into this category of like relaying the news 
I'm lucky that we get to be the entertainment aspect of yeah, it and we sure. get to commentate and we get to kind of have some fun with it or we get to get serious about it. We have that kind of freedom, but you're talking about like my entire livelihood, like my basis of like what I believe in, in terms of the media. And I mean, they, they taught this at the Mediaplex. I remember it clear as day. If you don't have okay. truthful, honest journalism, you don't have a democracy. So these people who want to just scream and shout that like, this is wrong and, and you're spreading this fake news and blah, blah, blah. There are people whose entire job is to fact check this. You can't just do that. And I know that there's all this, there's all these theories and I don't necessarily disagree that news is incredibly biased. It is, but for, I don't know, just for such a strong reaction to the media. And now with this new bill, it's been so interesting to see people in comment sections kind of shifting blame between like it's Facebook's fault. No, it's the government's fault. Cause everybody wants to scream that it's the government's fault, but in this regard, it is Facebook's move. So like, or meta, sorry, it is meta's move. So it's just, it's complicated and it's frustrating and you do kind of have to build up a little bit of a tolerance for just like, like the fact that people can be so illiterate when it comes to media and it's, it's disheartening, but like, that's why you do have to work on just being honest, I guess. I remember when we were in school, like you said, like you had to be like honest and, and there's unbiased. a whole book, there's a whole book yeah. that you have to buy. I had to buy NPR. Yeah, what's it called? Uh, like, uh, it, I, you know what? I have it. I know. I have it inside my house I in a drawer. I too. Uh, unless I sold it to a first year, but I doubt it. It's pretty much like the Bible for journalists, yeah. essentially. And it's like all of the rules in Canada and, and the laws and all of the regulations and everything that you need to know when you are writing a piece to know is what... Is CP book? Uh, it it is. is. The Canadian press of something and fucking whatever. Yeah. But you know what I'm talking about. That book, yeah, I remember we needed to have it as well. And it's just to understand, I guess. And, and again, this isn't somebody who didn't take journalism. We took public relations, which is um. how to interact with journalists, you know? So it's so similar. Mm -hmm. In the school, in the same building with all the same teachers. Less writing. It was <laughs> yeah. a lot less writing and more presenting. But yeah. like, yeah, so like we, I, like I was 18 when I started that program. Yeah. I didn't know much about the news. I didn't yeah. know much about anything. Oh my God, and it's totally changed. Yeah, they're, for, oh, they're for constantly sure. like trying to figure out how they need to integrate more um, like cu current things that are happening. When I was leaving uh, public relations, we didn't have a social media class and we kind of like demanded it. <laughs> like we were like, hey, we this would have been 2018, 20, 2018. We're like, this is everything. And and it, it's 2018 to now is totally like catastrophically different. So mm -hmm. we had one class and then yeah, it's, now I hear that they have at least like two or three. So I actually I'm very close with Vero. Um, and <laughs> she's the best person the best. ever. The best. So I ran into her like a month ago mm -hmm. um, and I was talking to her. She just revamped the whole journalism program again. Yes. Yeah. She, and they have to do this like every couple of years. And that itself is like a whole summer long process. So to mm -hmm. have to do that for multiple programs, all in media, it's just, it's a lot. She's the best, especially for somebody who's been around for so long like to keep mm. up to date with things like that like good for her she's like the best person for that job she's, wonderful. she's so yeah. knowledgeable yeah. and like so she told me that she's broken the journalism program down and she's like it's so different from when you were there mm -hmm. she's like it's like a third photo and video mm -hmm. a third social media mm -hmm. and then a third journalism <laughs> when i was there it was 100 percent journalism yes. like yeah. you know yeah, yeah I, get it. I get it it's tricky it's it's i don't know that's the problem too is that it's like well you have to teach people from the get-go that like truth is not it should be objective like it should be yeah it's just so tricky it's it's I don't I don't even know how we got on this I <laughs> probably me because it's just something I've been thinking about so much since this bill and and oh, it's just it's it's a little it's discouraging but I would like to think that it's not forever 
because it just doesn't seem possible. Like, it just seems like this is such a fucked up thing that it's like, there's no way that this is gonna... I think one of two people have to fold. Yeah. I think either, like, uh, like Meta has to fold mm -hmm. and, and say okay, mm -hmm. or the government has to fold and be like, okay, well, these people need their news, so yeah. we yeah. gotta just... But then at what point, you but can still access it. Like, there's all these arguments. I get it. And I know. I don't know. I just, I'm hearing all these people talk about it. And I'm like, okay, I know you guys get it, but I can't share my memes. <laughs> I don't even think what I can, the like, fuck? If you I, can't see us. If I wanted to, like, say I go to my podcast page on Facebook mm -hmm. and I go to your podcast through the Mix's website mm -hmm. and I copy and paste it to share that you're coming on, I don't it think it'll like show. It? I don't think so. Really? I don't think it'll, like, let I gave me up post on Facebook after this. I, I haven't even tried. I don't think it'll, <laughs> I haven't tried yet either, but I don't think it'll let me share a link. From, from Mix. the Mix's website. Which is, Mix is not the news page. Like, at the very bottom, we might Don't have, quote me on that. I'm not 100% sure. I but guess we'll I, find out. But <laughs> at the very bottom of our page, we have some of the links to Blackbird News or WindsorNewsToday.ca is yeah. the new website. Um, but we ourselves are not sharing news. Not like that. And also no. keep in mind, Jay and I mostly, we're talking about the video of the cat who could ring doorbells or something like that. we're talking about the top the survey of the top 10 douchiest names like we're not talking about like real factual journalism pretty often uh, i would say probably like 10 25 of our show we do we ever talk about uh, like like we do we ever commentate on what's going on in the news and we're not journalists <laughs> like we are very explicit about that you would know just listening to us we are not we are not professionals <laughs> So I want to get into some like radio question. We'll lighten sure, up this conversation. Sure. Yeah, a sorry, bit. I got a little no, heavy. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to whenever I have the chance. That's okay. I yeah. like it. Um, so uh, first thing, what time? What time are you guys on the radio from? This is the funnest question in the world. So my, my show starts at five thirty-five, and I'm done by nine fifty. That's my last break. So like my first break is around nine or five thirty, and then my last break is around nine forty-five in the morning. Yeah. So okay. five to ten a.m. is kind of essentially what I tell people. Okay, so so you guys go live at what time? Five thirty. Five thirty. Yeah, okay, that's so, our first break, and it's in Leamington. Leamington. Yeah. So, so what time do you have to? Do, what time <laughs> do I get do you, up? Do you, what time, time do I leave? Do you get up. Well, I'm actually in the middle of moving, which is throwing a fucking kibosh on everything because I'm I'm moving to Windsor. Um, where do you live now? I live in Essex. Oh, okay. yeah. So everything's like it's pretty oh, so central. you're in the middle. I'm so perfectly in the middle, but I'm about to change all that. Um, no, I, I get up around the first alarm is five thirty-five, and I'm one of those. Um, yeah, oh, that's what time you no, start. No, 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 sorry. 345, 5.35. Um, I have one of those alarms that simulates the sun rising, which is apparently that's how your REM stops or whatever the fuck it is. But it's <laughs> because I'm up way before the sun. So like uh, it is it is good because it lights up the room in like a slow increment. Uh, like every 10 minutes, it gets a little bit brighter to yeah. kind of help you come out of that a little easier because the sun is apparently how you're supposed to wake up via the sun. Um, but yeah, I, I use that. And then I am out of the door. I don't even want to say because I'm usually pretty late. I get in around, we'll say five. And then I'm on air by like 530. Wow. That's early. It's early. That's the middle of the night. It's the middle of the night for a lot of people. A lot of my friends are still like texting me and my best friend just moved to Vancouver. So she's three hours behind, I believe. Uh -huh. And so she's um, like, it, it, I mean, it's only like two o'clock in the morning there. So she's just like, what's up or what's going on? Or, or it's 11 or 12 or whatever the fuck it is. But I'm just like, fuck my God. So you finish at 10. 10 a.m. A.m. And then what do you do? Do you go home and go back to bed, or do you just go to bed early? I usually go to bed early. That's that's I found to be the best. Um, so you just live a whole day. Yep. <laughs> wow. I, I mean, it is nice though because I get to have a life between like eleven and or noon or whatever. We'll say I end um, eleven to you know eight p.m. is you know just kind of whatever. But I do start winding down around like six, seven, eight. 
Like I'm not gonna very rarely. And like, you do kind of have to build your life around this idea that like, if there's a plan where like you have a friend's birthday party and it starts at six and like, it's a weekday, it's kind of like, okay, well I do have to be, keep in mind that the following day, I'm probably going to have to go home after the show and nap so that I can still not fuck all this up essentially, which is a, a, I mean, I started at 22. I started on air when I was 22 years old and that was an interesting thing. Luckily again, it was COVID. So nobody was really doing anything. I didn't really have the FOMO and now I'm, I'm still pretty okay with it. Yeah. Like it's still pretty, uh, there's not really much going on on a weekday past 8 PM where I'm like, God, I gotta be there. Yeah, (laughs) Not really. For sure. Nothing I can really think of. And (laughs) you know, I, I, I drink way less, I would say probably, (laughs) which is great because alcohol is the worst thing in the world, but it's, (laughs) it's that, that can really fuck up everything too. Like if you, this weekend, Labor Day weekend, right? Yeah. Is when this is recording, but I uh, was up until like three on Saturday or something like that. And my mom, we were at a family reunion, <laughs> wild you family, were at a family reunion, reunion <laughs> <Yeah>. till three, <laughs> till three o'clock in the morning. It's it's wild <laughs> shit. It's St. Louis. Shout out St. Louis. They are insane. Um, we were having a good time, and we got home, and I was like drunk on the kitchen floor making grilled cheese. I'm like, oh my god, this is when I would be waking up for work, and it's fun. Like it's whatever, yeah. you know. You kind of like. There's cycles, and some days it's harder. Some days it's so easy. I've stayed up all night and done the show, I think, three times. Really? Yeah. I will admit, though, my best shows, my most, like, creative, like, zany shows are when I have very little sleep. Okay. I don't do it on purpose, but it is it is true. That's cool. That's mm-hmm. interesting. I, uh, yeah, that's, that's so interesting. So when you finish, do you have to stay at work and like do stuff and prep for the next day or do you just get, are you guys done? Like <laughs> CJ and I are pretty lucky because there's two of us. If it was a solo show, a solo live show, you got to do a lot of prep. But because it's two of us, we can kind of like roll in and be like, so what happened last night? What'd you do? Like, what'd you see? What's going on on the internet? Like, you know, we can kind of talk through it and like kind of formulate our show that morning. We do have something, I know, we do have some things where like we do really try to prep them ahead. And like, if there's like a national day coming out, like the Barbie movie, God, we, we, you know, I There's saw your so picture much. At yeah, the, we at got the, to go. We got okay. to go to the early premiere, which was pretty cool. Um, Cineflex was really cool about that. Um, so, like, that whole, you know, month was, like, Barbie month, right? And that was kind of the last thing that I can think of that was, like, a big, you know, we put a lot of effort into one subject or one kind of thing for a while. Yeah. Was Barbie, which is really lucky considering some people it's, like, tax season. Yeah. <laughs> we're, like, Barbie movie. We're going to dye our, Jay dyed his hair blonde, you know, that kind of thing. So That's fun. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that's so interesting to me, like, the schedule. Well, I've always wondered that with, with radio people. Yeah. That's cool, though. That's Shocks like, people. Yeah. yeah. You get to have a whole day, though. Yeah. Like, that's really nice. My appointments, people are like, what time can you come in? And I'm like, anytime afternoon, baby. <laughs> like, I'm anytime. I'm, I'm the coolest client ever. <laughs> you just let me know when you want me. That's great. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so... Did you know Jay before? Well, you worked there, so did you yeah. kind of know him? Oh, okay, well, the thing about Jay that I love to tell people, Jay's very antisocial. Very antisocial. Like, okay. he... When we're doing events and stuff, he'll do the event, he'll do the hosting, whatever, and then he wants to get the fuck out of there. He's got two kids, two young kids, two girls, and I've never met somebody who's like truly enjoys their kids as much as Jay. Like it's actually very respectable. Jay is a very progressive guy. He's he's really easy to get along with. So when people ask if we like each other outside, we actually we're cool. Like we'll we'll text every now and then. Like Jay is a, a cool guy and we really let our relationship showcase with the morning show. And that's like, that's our relationship on, on crack essentially is yeah, what we yeah. say. Like our morning show self is our self on steroids. Like it's just us bigger. So, um, he and I, like I knew of him, I had worked an event as a road crew or a patroller where like he was emceeing. So he would be there, but again, he wasn't like, he's not like hanging around doing things like he's kind of in and out. Um, but I actually technically kind of, the job came into my 
mirror, I guess, because I was still on payroll and doing summer patrol stuff, but it was like February, I want to say, and uh, his co-host had just dropped out, and they had an event coming up, which was the um, Windsor Wedding Show, which is a big event, and he and his co-host always host the fashion show. It's like a big thing, um, and it's, it's super fun, and they said, would you be willing to fill in uh, just until, you know, whatever happens, just just for the, the fashion show, and I was like, yeah, and I actually know the organizers, and they're really great people, really supportive. Hey, uh, this is like the wedding show at the Kaboto Club. No, this is one at Chicharo. Chicharo, okay. yes, okay. yes, yes. There, there's two, and, there's and two, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know one is paused for a while, so I don't, I don't totally know. But no, this is Maurizio. He's lovely. Yes, and um, he, they were so supportive. So they were like, "Yeah, come do it." Really fun because um, like Sophie's gown shop gave me a dress to wear for like the weekend and like that's cool. It, it's super. We were just up there hosting. We had a good time. And then as we were like walking onto the stage one day, Jay was just like, "So would you ever consider doing like radio, like doing the morning show?" And I at that point I was in the midst of making that demo, so I was like, "Yeah, Jay, I actually wanted to talk to you because like I was you know I'm I'm thinking to apply." And he was like, "Well, I'm telling you, like I would root for you and like 100, you would be great." So he was super supportive. And I, I always say like, well, you know, Dave Timo, he really helped me get that job. And Jay's like, fuck off. It was me who helped you get that job. And I mean, it was me too, but he was like, no, I was the one who said like, yeah, because I mean, compatibility is the most important thing. It would be one thing if Jay and I like did this show and we've totally faked it and we hated each other, but we really honestly don't. He's really fun. He's a truly so progressive. He's like a bigger feminist than me sometimes. I'm like, Jay, you're really heated, right? Now. <laughs> like, really heated about abortion. Like, okay, <laughs> it's a Tuesday morning, buddy. Relax. We're not talking about that on air, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's an interesting thing too. Subject uh, picking, um, because we both are, you know, we're pretty invested in politics, Western politics, and and you know whatnot. So we have these conversations off air. <laughs> And it's like, God, if our, our mic was on, we would be so fucked right now. <laughs> like, we would have a whole demographic of people boycotting, recording, starting petitions. But, you know, we, we have fun. And he's 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 just decent. He's just a good dude. Big, tall dude, too. I don't know if anybody's ever seen him. Meeting radio people in person is extremely weird, underwhelming. And I love to say that. People are like, you're tall. Oh, my God, your voice. And I'm like, don't. Don't even act like this is a big deal. Like, because this is what I look like. It's nothing like what I know it sounds like I look like, which is very interesting and weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're not that crazy. Like, I've seen I've, I've seen a lot more that were, like, really yeah. crazy. It's like, whoa. Like, Mojo in the morning. Do you remember seeing what he looked like for the first time? Like, yeah. when you were a kid listening to Mojo forever. And then I, I remember seeing a picture of him on the internet. And I was like, what the? Like, you feel cheated. You're like, that's what, and it's not like he's like unattractive or anything like that. There's just something about it that's like, I just didn't expect that. His voice is very good. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I listen to their show quite a bit too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, so like, yeah, like I've listened to that show. I listened to that show in like high school. Yeah. And I always been like, what time do you people wake up at? Yeah. And now I got to uh, actually now ask. you know. Now you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, they actually start. I, I sometimes listen to Mojo. That's the thing about being on the morning shows. You don't get to listen to other morning shows. So you don't necessarily know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and what other people are talking about. You're just so focused on doing your own thing. But Mojo has a like super early pre-show. And I don't know if it's pre-recorded. I don't know what it is. But it is usually playing while I'm driving into work. Mm. So I will sometimes tune into it just to kind of hear what's going on. And it, I mean, it's very topical. And it, but it, it is... You can usually tell if something's kind of pre-recorded based on how timely whatever they're talking about is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So he's usually talking about stuff that is pretty like of that day or of that morning, but very rarely do I hear something that they're talking about and go, oh my God, I got to go to work and talk about that because it's so topical and now. Like yeah. it's probably from the night before, to be honest. Yeah, I maybe. I would, I would guess. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so <laughs> I kind of, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's get into some, 
I don't know. I guess some things about you. Yeah. So love me. What? Uh, <laughs> are you a music fan? Huge music fan. What kind of music do you like? Okay, so this is a, a constant conversation. Um, everything essentially but country music, but country it's music. Like everybody's answer. I know. Do you like music? <laughs> During the summer, country music has its place, right? It just it's not that it's like you want to listen to it all the time, but it comes on and you're not angry. When I, it's like not summer, I'm like, get this fucking shit. What are we t- listening to right now? Like, yeah, unless, then, unless you're on a boat or an island. Yes. Yeah, I don't or I'm like it. on a beach and I'm with, uh, I mean, I'm from Essex again, so we got a lot of, you know, Hicktown people walking around and whatnot. So country is pretty prevalent, but it has its place and I do see it. I will tell you as somebody in radio, Country has the most loyal fans of any genre oh, for in sure. the world. In the world. Country music listeners who are strictly country music are never going to stray. Maybe yeah. classic rock every now and then. Yeah, yeah. And even that's going to be like the Eagles. <laughs> like It's not going to be like, I don't know, Ozzy Osbourne. It's going to be something like that. In, in my, you know, experience. Yeah, for and sure. And I'm young. <laughs> Um, okay, let's let's jump back into your into your podcast. I sure, guess. So yeah. you, you said you haven't filmed one in a little while. I haven't recorded in a while. Um, I mean, I, I'm somebody who does not mind getting personal at all, and, and total transparency, I don't care. <laughs> Which is it's it's actually really great for the podcast because I'm sure. saying stuff that like I never thought that I would say out loud, let alone for people to hear, just based off the conversations that I'm having with other people to make them feel more comfortable. Again, so I'm just gonna give information. So, um, my grandma has been, was sick for a while. And I, after the whole rebrand had to happen, I took like a little hiatus. It was last year. It was a lot going on. So it was tough. Um, I came back in February of this year with, uh, I think I was, I was 21 episodes in. So when I came back, I did another six or seven, I want to say. So yeah, cause you're at like almost 30, right? Uh, it's at 28 at the okay. moment. Yeah. So 28 episodes. Um, I had to take that little break, um, came back with the new branding and it was, it was, it's weak. Like it's, it's, it's temporary. And I said that even like going into it, this isn't Tori and her podcast is not the official name. I just wanted to get back to doing it. Not really caring about the branding. Cause like I was stressing myself out to know like every day, a day I was waking up going, what color is it going to be? What's the name going to be? What's the font going to be? Like, I was seriously thinking nonstop just about branding and knowing I already have the format down in terms of what I want to talk about and what the, the style of it is. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me just get back to doing it. And then the name will come later. So that happened, uh, kept doing episodes, had a great time with it again. And then, um, yeah, my grandma was, she was sick and, she, my mom had to move like to Toronto with her and such and like living at home with my mom at the time. And it was, it was a big shock. It, it was tough. Like it, it was a interesting couple months, a lot of changes, but I did keep going and I loved it. Um, and then at the beginning of summer, actually, I took on uh, the job of managing our road crew for Blackburn. Uh, because we had like a marketing uh, position open up and then they didn't hire throughout the summer. So I filled in with managing our road crew, which was my old job, which was really cool. Like I, it felt very serendipitous. I was like, I love, I love doing it. I would love to manage them. So I did. Is that what you were doing when I saw you at yes, Pride? Okay. Yes. That's what I was. Oh, not at Pride. I, I was just there at Pride. Uh, that wasn't, yeah, we weren't at that event, but that's what I've been doing at like Hawks okay. for Hospice. I was there hanging yeah, out and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, managing the team who has my old job, essentially, which was, it was five of them and they did a great job and I'm very proud way to get summer. Carol <laughs> Fair just wrapped up there. It was like their last event. So it was fun. Um, so that, that took up a lot of time too. And, and that's not really something that they recommend you do in like within our company, at least they're like, we don't want you to have an honor job plus another job with us. Like it's yeah. not we don't do that because you get burnt out, especially doing the morning show. They were very, very like protective of that. And they were very willing to help. So, um, then again, my, my grandma got, she was sick, had the surgery, mom was away and she ended up passing at the beginning of July, which was, I mean, 
like grief and loss, you think, especially because she was sick for a long time and the surgery happened and you think you're prepared. Thank you. I still don't feel like it happened, unfortunately. (laughs) Like I still, when people say like, I'm sorry, I'm still like, I don't know what, what, for what? (laughs) Like I I do. It's just, uh, she was essentially my only grandparent and to, it, it just makes you lose like a real piece of yourself. And then now my mom, of course, lost a major piece of herself. So I'm losing pieces of my mom. Like, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. So it's been really tricky. And I, I just knew listening back to podcast episodes and <laughs> how you're nine episodes in, right? You said? Yeah, you're, you're nine. This is nine. Yeah. So what was the time? Like, like how long ago did the first episode come out? No. So I shot the first one in April. Mm. And then I think I, I recorded, I want to say I recorded the first three episodes mm-hmm. before it was out. Smart. Yeah. Good. Just, yeah. So, okay. So it's relatively young, which even mine is two years old and yeah. it's still very Six young. Six months, I think. Within a few months, I was listening back to episodes going, who the fuck is that person? <laughs> like, what the <laughs> fuck is she saying? And like, I have an episode with my ex-boyfriend, like, uh, you know, which I'll never delete. Like, it's just, you listen to like these versions of yourself. And, and I started doing that when I took a little break and I was like, I just, I, I am having a hard time figuring out who I am, let alone to put it out there. But I mean, that's, that's something that I've always been very open about is like, this is just a small, everything that I'm saying is subject to change. Like yeah. I know that, but I was just listening to myself be so like certain in certain things and being like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then death just kind of like, it shakes everything, right? Your entire sense of like what you know for certain is like, you know what's for certain? Grandmas. <laughs> and then they leave or they die. So it just kind of shakes everything. And, and, and I just knew that if I came back, I was just going to say a bunch of shit that I wasn't super confident. And anyway, I'm not. And the branding again is flimsy. And I think that just made the entire thing a little flimsy. And I'm not making, like, wanting to make a bunch of excuses. It's just, I do miss it. And I've had people ask where it went. I just know that if I were to do it now, it wouldn't be very genuine. And I've definitely been in the studio interviewing people going like, why are you talking when I'm going through so much? Do you know what I mean? Which is so shitty. And you, you do have to be able to like differentiate, you know, your professionalism from your whatever. But when you're having these conversations, these very raw, real conversations. So the next one, the idea is to talk to somebody when the time comes about specifically grief and kind of what's been going on. I have a couple of people lined up who are like, um, they're trauma specialists and whatnot oh, wow. and, and grief. Interesting. Yeah. They're, they're counselors. So I do like those kind of conversations too. I, I love them. Cause I feel like I'm getting free therapy and then other people are hearing it. And it's <laughs> like, I do have some therapist friends who have been on before too. But this one, I think I need an outsider. So we'll see that. That's what's going on with it. I guess that's the only real update I have. No, that's yeah. No, that's yeah. That's I just want it to be genuine because it's such a the things we talk about. Like I'm not asking people what age should you lose your virginity. Like we're talking about weird shit and like not weird exactly, but like weird shit. And and so to want them to do that but not be willing to do that myself is like not fair. Yeah. So I'm just kind of getting around to the point where I think I can start to acknowledge that like this death happened and that I'm a different person and that it fucking sucks. And it's weird shit, man. <laughs> when, when you do your pot, it's so, it's like, I love shows like that where yeah. they're like really just like out there and you talk about things that like people wouldn't expect you to talk about. And yeah. you're just kind of covering everything instead of, you know, um, I feel like we do talk about sex a lot, to be honest. There's, it, it seems to come up often. And I, I listened back and been like, why did I say that? <laughs> like, fuck. My mom, I know, listens to it. Well, not not really so much anymore, but she was on an episode and then she didn't care after that. Um, so, yeah, that's funny. Hey, some people, like, everybody listens to your first one. Yeah. And then uh, and then you just get, like, 
it's the stragglers. Funny. Yeah, yeah. I find like the people I know, like they they like listen to, like the first one, or like mm-hmm. they'll share it and support it. But mm-hmm. like they're not like listener listeners. Yeah. And like then I'll get messages from other people, and they're like, "No, I listen to like everyone." Yeah, people who like, surprise cool. you. Yeah. yeah, I I agree in that. Like the numbers were doing fine. Like honestly, for it being like a solo podcast that I and I know you get it. You totally produce, edit everything, record, come up with the questions, schedule the. Yeah. Do the promo for like you do it totally independently. It's it's a lot, and I just feel like if if you want to do it right, it, it only has to feel right to you. So that's why I'm kind of justifying the break. But at the same time, you do have these people who you like just do not expect to like care. I know that I get most of my listeners not even because we do get to promote it through the radio station. Yeah, of course. of course. I do mention when there's like a new episode or something. I don't push it very heavily on air, but I do on my own like social media. That's where most of my listeners come from, my personal social media, which is cool because it's like, yeah. fuck, these are people who just like are just interested in me as a person who yeah. are like tuning in and then they become interested in whoever I'm talking to, which is super, super cool. I've, I know that I've connected people, which I fucking love. Yeah. That's the whole point, right? Love I, it. I think the, <laughs> cool, the cool thing about this show is um, the, the listeners come from the guests. So like yeah. you're going to bring in mm-hmm. however many new listeners. Yeah. And that. then you're just like the facilitator, right? Yeah. You're just there. <laughs> and everybody's just like bringing in their own listeners. Yeah. And like every episode has like, there's a lot of listeners that are only going to listen to this episode just to hear from you. Sure. Only. Sure. But it opens a door, right? For and, sure. and that's happened before. I actually have had a few people who are local, um, they're, but they're from other places. Like I've had a few listeners from India who live here who have like messaged me to say, I listen because it helps with language, but also because um, like I just, you're local and it's interesting to hear about what's going on locally, feeling like you're kind of an outsider. That that kind of thing. Somebody left a review not too long ago kind of saying something like that on, on Apple Podcasts. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Changed my whole day. Like It was like, oh my gosh. And then I, I think I met the same person when I was getting sushi. He came up to me and said, I'm listening to your podcast right now. And I, I total stranger. And I was like, oh, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. That 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 is when you're like, holy fuck, I'm never going to stop doing this. Like, this just feels so good. But yeah, like it's everything. Like, it's always so much hard work to do anything. Yeah. And like, it's just... It's so like, I don't know, draining. Yeah. But and when you get the tiniest bit of acknowledgement, you're just like, yeah, this feels so it. good. But then when it doesn't do well, it's also so crushing. And that, with any art, right? Like, mm-hmm. and you have to kind of place your own like scale of, of success, I guess, and, and happiness. And I think that was the other thing too, is that I just felt like there was this deterioration of self that was happening with this like weak ass brand that I put out. <laughs> so it was like, I just need to stop it now before I, I try and sell something that I honestly don't even, I wouldn't buy. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that's... Because uh... I can fake it <laughs> and I don't want to with that. You no, know? for sure. Yeah, because it's not something like you're mm-hmm. doing it for you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get into like the more like logistics of your podcast. No, go ahead. So actually, no, wait, one more question before that. So when sure. you do, like, do you... You you have you'll have more than one guest on certain episodes or is it always one-on-one? It's always been one-on-one, okay. but I have had... Um, Actually, the, the one that I have had conversations about, the, the future one with the grief counselors and whatnot, she said, can I bring my coworker as well? Because she's very well-versed in this. And I was like, yeah, we do have enough mics in the studio to have multiple. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think any more than two or three. I forget now. A two mics on the thing. I, re- I actually, so I usually record those in Windsor at our Windsor studio, not uh, Leamington. Oh, so. okay. Yeah, we can kind of flip flop between anywhere we really need to, but. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. I was just wondering because you said like you get into like some crazy topics crazy and like you're shit. talking about like sex and like all this stuff. Yep. And like sometimes <laughs> that's easier with like more than just one on one. Oh, oh, well, you know what? You're, I'm totally blanking because when I decided to come back uh, with this new thing, I had a group episode. We did uh, like a. Okay. 
but it was, it was one-on-one conversations, but we were all in the room together. So I had asked them, and most of them were friends, but some of them were people. Actually, one of them I had never met before, but now uh, Bianca Stavina, she is a trauma specialist, and she is so knowledgeable. And I was like, you need your own podcast. You don't need... And I got that just from a little little tidbit. So what I did was I, I made like a Google survey or whatever, and I had people who... I, I put them all on a close friends list on Instagram, and I said, I'd like to have you on. If you are interested, please fill out this whatever. Just a little bit... Uh, again, most of them I knew, but just, you know, some stuff about you and then some of the topics that you would like to get to, um, whatever you want to say. And then I think my last question was like, if you had a draft, where would you hide it? Or something stupid. But um, we had fun with it. And so I, I picked five of them and I, we scheduled the time for everybody to come into the studio on like a Friday night. Yeah. Uh, we actually used Dave Timo's big studio because it's, it's very big. But one mic and I had one mic behind the board. And um, we just kind of, I was like, hey, Batsy was my hairdresser who's amazing. I was like, you come do your 10 minutes. And I just did like, I asked them two questions based on what they had put in the survey kind of essentially. Yeah, that's cool. So they were like five, 10 minutes just split between five people. So. So it was kind of cool because we had like a crowd though and like people were commentating and like laughing and like, you know, providing effects. And then I, I all these people ended up bonding between each other, which yeah. was really cool. So now they're all, you know, kind of on the docket for future episodes and New Sable was on. She yeah. was, uh, she had never been on before. Uh, she was part of the group episode and then she got her own episode, which is actually the most recent one, which was from end of June. But I listened to tidbits of it when yeah. I was like prepping for our thing. Yeah, I she's like, just so entertaining as a person that you just don't even have to, you know, even she could just sit on a mic and just talk about nothing and everybody would just be like, God, she's so funny. She's just <laughs> so funny. Yeah, she's she, great. Yeah, she is great. She's very, um, yeah, she's like, she got really, she's really her own person. She's you so likable. Like, yeah, she's yeah. just so enjoy. It, it used to drive me a little crazy sometimes because she's the kind of person where like, no matter what she says, people are laughing and enjoying her. She's so like, she makes everybody feel so comfortable. She finds everybody so funny and people love her where I was just like, why do I have to work so hard for people to like me? And my best friend is just so simple and everybody loves her. But no, she's, she's amazing. She's really helped me grow as a person. Yeah. I'm really excited to shoot their wedding. Yeah. It's going to be super so fun. cool. And I'll yeah. be there. We'll have fun. Yeah. Well, it's going to be a great day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love shooting weddings. Uh-huh. Honestly, that's probably like my favorite. It's the hardest it's the most stressful. Yeah. It, it's, it's the most daunting. It's yes. the most exhausting. Tedious. It's like, yeah. yeah, but it is the, it is the funnest. Yeah. And it's definitely like the most rewarding too. Sure. And Cause everybody loves the photographer. Yeah. I actually, um, so my friend Vanessa, her coworker was getting married and they asked her to shoot and she's, she does photography kind of miscellaneously, but it, she was kind of doing it as a favor more so. Mm-hmm. So, uh, she's the one who lived in Vancouver. So she was flying home and I was like, I gotta see you. And she's like, well, I could use a second shooter on paper to get you into the wedding. So, um, her and I shot this wedding. No way. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it was, it was like, it was in somebody's backyard. It was pretty low key. And yeah. like the bride and groom were awesome. And I was just kind of there to whatever, but like the pictures came out so good and everybody was so nice. They're like, oh my God, the photographer, the photographer. And I'm like, I'm not a photographer, but yeah, totally. Like you're so loved as the person who's like providing that service, right? Yeah. So it's very valuable. And yeah, I, I understand why why people need photographers. So I feel like there was a time where not so much, but now it's like, no, we need it. Yeah. Not your phone ain't going to do it. <laughs> I'm coming off a couple week break um, from weddings. I just shot one on Saturday to mm-hmm. kick off like eight weeks in a row. Wow. But I just had like, a, I just had a few weeks off because um, I did a big double weekend mm. and uh, which was great, but it's double weekends are a lot. And mm. I was like switching between mediums. So like one day was photo and then one day was video. Uh, did you like that better being able to split it up or would you rather just like keep it one <clears throat> person on a double back to back doing both is, is a lot. Yeah. Um, because like you have to completely like 
sweet. Uh, I don't know. Just like the, like the you're prep looking through is the lens different, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and just like the prep for it's a lot. Like you're prepping for two totally different jobs, True. but you like, you're shooting like a 12 hour day mm-hmm. and then you have to do another 12 to 14 hour day. Yeah. So everything has to be prepped for both days yeah. beforehand. And you got to act I mean? like the day before didn't happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we got two different sets of couples. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine that would be incredibly tricky. Yeah. The prep, I, I guess I, I don't really think about that, but you would hope that your you know professional photographer has done some prep, but yeah, yeah, yeah that makes a lot of sense. You, you have to prep. So like if anything goes wrong, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like for like a family shoot, at the park, mm-hmm. something goes wrong, whatever. Like it's, sure. it's no big deal. Like sure. you can take a few minutes to adjust. A lot less or pressure. Worst case, yeah. Y- you can just do it another time. They're only gonna have their first kiss once, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a wedding day, like nothing can be redone. Yeah. You have to kill it. Like I was just before I came here, I was watching. I like those uh, Hollywood Reporter roundtable interviews with like actors or whatever. I was watching a director one, and it was like Martin Scorsese and Greta, and then all these other names that I hadn't heard of, but I have heard of their movies, and yeah. they were talking about um, how you know everybody thinks that if you had it your way and like you wanted to make a movie or do whatever kind of shoot you wanted to do that you would want all the time in the world but it, you actually do need those condensed periods of time like you do need a deadline you do need um it, because it's part of actual freedom because like if you just stretched it out like you're actually just it, it's it's not you do need the pressure and the time crunch I guess which I imagine when you're doing weddings that's like yeah, <laughs> you take you something move. that's going like this, 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 and then you just get it. There's yeah. a reason why you never really like see the photographer, and then you also see them everywhere. You yeah, know? yeah, like they're everywhere and they're nowhere at the same time. It's pretty impressive. I usually don't give myself like deadlines and things for personal work. Mm-hmm. Um, I just try to stay on myself. But mm-hmm. I do have, um, if like if like with books that I'm doing, mm-hmm. sometimes I get a grant. And you have a deadline because you have to put it out before a certain amount of time. If you got the grant, so it gives you a deadline on like personal work. I didn't know that. I'm, I'm awaiting a grant right now for my upcoming book okay um so if i do get the grant now i'm on a timeline the book has to be done within like it's the, it's long though it's like six to twelve months you have wow but uh yeah and book too and and that itself has its own like time constraints within it does it not and yeah I feel like I feel like a lot of what you do is probably lining up schedules and times and such. And yeah, you know. I, so, do you often have to say like no to a project or no to a wedding or something like that because you got you know somebody else's wedding? Or yeah, for sure. Because you only yeah. do one a day. Yeah. How do you get comfortable with telling people no? <laughs> somebody who wants you specifically. How do you get comfortable saying? I hate turning down weddings. Yeah. Almost everything else uh, can usually be a different day. Sure. Um, it's like very rare that oh events can't. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But like I. If I can't do an event, like, it sucks. But, like, not being able to do a wedding, like, really sucks. Because, mm. like, can you get married next weekend? I'm, I'm free still. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had somebody maybe, like, move a wedding or consider your timeline more than... Yeah. Yeah? But not... That's flattering. Not Yeah, for, for sure. That's super <laughs> flattering. They didn't, like, cancel their day. Sure. But they, like, reached out and they're like, we're looking at these two days. And I'll be um, like, well, I'm booked on this one. Which works for you. And then they... Love that. ...book the other one so they can get me. Wow. Um, but I hate... I hate hate that Mm -hmm. when I can't do a wedding. Mm -hmm. So for Saturdays from like whatever, April till October, Mm -hmm. I'll only book a full day wedding up until like, if I had a Saturday open this September, which Mm -hmm. I do not, um, Mm -hmm. I would book it like now because we're already in September. Yeah. I would, I'll take something small. Sure. Sure. You're not Um, doing months in advance and yeah, yeah. I get that. Only full day weddings for like years out. Mm, Yeah. Very interesting. Cause uh, yeah, like you want to save them, you know? Yeah. Uh, For your podcast, who does all like do you do all the editing and everything 100 percent me everything Sick. is me everything is me um 
sourcing music because I play local artists as mm -hmm. well on it as like segue music. Um, I do that. I always seem to do, that seems to be the last thing I do <laughs> because I, I mean, I do find that a lot of people are like, oh my God, yeah, take my music, like whatever. So I can kind of get that part together. It, it's usually, I will record the interview X amount of days. I was doing it uh, bi bi-weekly. Yeah, bi-weekly it would be. Um, and That's then now it's just nothing, <laughs> but yeah, bi-weekly was a lot and I kind of had like this schedule and then it totally got fucked up with the, the new job, the added job. Um, but I would do record the interview any like a week prior, sometimes even less. Um, but I would try it cause it would come out on Thursday. So I would try to have it done by at least the Friday prior. And then I would spend Monday, Tuesday editing and I would try to, cause it takes hours to do, to edit. So I would oh, try I to break it up. I do <laughs> yeah. like half the interview Monday, edit half the interview Tuesday, and then I would start sourcing music probably around that time. Smart. So yeah, but then it would be up by Thursday, write the bio, do all that kind of stuff, which is the little tedious stuff is the stuff where you're like, fuck, I got to find your Instagram. Like, fuck. I know, man. <laughs> Writing the, the post. last thing. Like I, I do two posts for every guest. Mm -hmm. So I do like, uh, I'll post like a bunch of pictures of you mm -hmm. on Monday mm -hmm. and then I'll do your post when it's live on Thursday. Yeah. So it's a write it out two times. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten better at it over sure. so many years. You do pick up like the, the flow of it, but there was a time where I really had it down pat. And then when it started to kind of fall apart and I like life was just falling apart, I was like, you got to stop right now or else you're going to make a mistake and yeah, for sure. something like that. Or you're going to call somebody by the, you're going to have the wrong music for the wrong thing. And it's just, there are little things that people wouldn't care about, but it would be a sign to me that like we're deteriorating fast. No, for sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're smart with the way you edit. So like, obviously yeah. my whole life is editing as yep, a photographer. I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> and like, say if there's something that's going to take eight hours to edit it mm -hmm. if i were to sit down and try to edit it in one day like that'd be death mm -hmm. like fuck that i it would, would it, never it, do that like absolutely kiboshes like any kind of like motivation you have to do it when you have yeah. to think about like i had one time um i interviewed somebody and I guess I recorded it in the wrong format, which is like Radio 101. Like it was really bad. And so we came out really robotic and tinny, so I couldn't put it out. So the, that person couldn't come back because I had recorded it weeks in advance too. It was, we were so prepared. Uh, I had a bunch like kind of lined up. And by the time this one was specifically going to come out, it's something went wrong. It happens. So yeah. I had somebody come in on a Tuesday and I had the episode out by Thursday, but wow. it was like, like sweating in the studio, like t practically in tears, just like cutting and pacing and just like making decisions of like, you know what? It, it's doesn't matter that she said but or um or there was this long pause just leave it just like who yeah, cares yeah, yeah. you do have to kind of like set your expectations realistically when you're working on a time crunch which i'm sure is also a huge part of what you do i try to like let my clients know um like so for for weddings mm -hmm. i say that it's gonna be three months mm -hmm. It'll never be three months mm -hmm. but now i don't have to rush and I can do a good job. Which is good. You know? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's always better to pleasantly surprise people. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, I try to do, like, six weeks mm -hmm. at, like, the most, seven weeks at the most, mm -hmm. but usually it's around, like, the four-week period. Mm -hmm. It depends on how busy things are. Yeah. But, like, never, never three months. Yeah. But just in case, like, because I'd rather, like... On Monday, like, okay, it's time to start work. Like, mm -hmm. I'm I'm excited to edit this wedding. Good. But only for, like, an hour and a half. Yeah. Because if I go longer than that, like, mm -hmm. now I'm going to switch and I'm going to edit, like, this video instead for a little bit. Because if I have to edit just one thing for that long, like, yeah. you're going to start to, like, it's not going to be it's good gonna anymore. It's going to melt together. Yeah. Yeah. And you're looking at the same faces over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just in, like, slightly different. Yeah. I, yeah. I imagine that that is, it's good that you have that down pat, though, because I feel like that's even something I'm recently learning is, like, how to not get into this set 100% system and like accept that there are going to be some days and some hours that just go but you can't also give yourself too much leniency oh, like for sure. that, that's one thing that I have been a little concerned about is I, I feel like I, I took this podcast break um 
the first one after the whole rebranding thing, that would have been from the end of October until February. And I was really like pushing this idea in my head that like, I've been going through a lot and it makes sense. And not that that's not true or anything like that, but when I came back and then after death kind of makes everything else just seem like, what was I so stressed about? Like, yeah, like do you know what I mean? Like matters, I've been yeah. pretty numbed out in that regard and it's not totally healthy and I'm working on it. But like after that, it's like, okay, no, now I have an actual reason to like really take a break. What was I doing before? But I mean, you can't, you can't beat yourself up about it. So no. I don't know. I, I, for whatever reason at that time I needed that break and whether it was because I was going through a lot or whatever, doesn't, doesn't really matter in the long run because I'm alive <laughs> like and I'm you know yeah. having at least able to see it in that regard and not not just like hate myself for I don't know you do have to have patience with yourself and like a for lot sure. of appreciation for the process I guess but yeah. I, yeah I'm sitting here like looking at all your pictures like yeah you fucking know that <laughs> what am I saying <laughs> I'm like a very small example of this but you, you're very quintessential like I imagine that there are days where you just like are like God, I just hate what I did, or like, or yeah. I, you know, and, and and but you can't harp on it. It's no, like, yeah, no, no, you gotta move on. I, I you got all these framed beautiful things. It's like obviously <laughs> these are these are great examples of like you, you know when you're you're doing the right thing and when you feel like you're at your best. But just as like artists, it's really hard to to see you at your not best which is most of the time yeah, yeah. and that's what people don't think and <laughs> but my most of the time is not up on the wall so yeah, like an outsider's like you know every time you look at somebody like oh they're perfect and like you see your own mistakes only oh, uh, you're your worst critic yeah. yeah actually i do have a question for you because again back to the personal branding and stuff like yeah. that social media if you've been doing this for as long as you've been doing it then of course you've seen the trajectory and, and how things have changed and I hate it all. <laughs> a lot of these platforms the most successful ones are very visual so uh -huh. being a visual artist i mean how do you ha again i'm just so curious about how you don't get discouraged when you see you know people i don't i want i know when you see people doing well because of course you nobody wants to say oh i'm so jealous of somebody for their success but like that's what social media does to you you, yeah. you look at these people who are doing what you're doing and you're you're instead of saying why don't i have this why haven't i done this for myself you're like why do you get this you mm -hmm. know what i mean oh 100 it's so it's, it's a constant fucking battle <laughs> like, yeah i know yeah. i i just uh for my personal work i like if I don't grow on Instagram like these other people, sure. I just, for my personal, I don't care. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do the work I want to do. Yeah. And I'm not going to shoot. I've never shot for Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I know that if I did, maybe it could be a lot bigger, mm -hmm. but I'm not taking vertical pictures when I want to shoot it horizontal mm -hmm. because Instagram's not going to be around forever. Mm -mm. But like when I make a book, that's going to be around forever. Yeah. And I want it to be like the best it can be. Mm -hmm. So like, screw it if it doesn't blow but i do know from like just you know being in like the i don't know in the in the field industry yeah. i do know like what is gonna do good on instagram sure. so when i do things for my clients i do because like there's no like like love in it for me like sure. i can just do like a good job for them mm -hmm. um, and whatever their use for it is is that's that's their journey. <laughs> yeah. And I'll do like the trends and like the things that are going to blow them up and like the things that are going to be good for them. So interesting that you think of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I won't do that stuff for me if it goes against like what I sure. um, believe in. That's, I, I didn't yeah. even honestly think about that is, yeah, you're also having to factor in like, what is this person's desire for these photos? Like what is their use for it? I yeah. guess. What do they want out of it? And is it 
you know, framed photos? Is it, you know, a book? Is it their wedding slideshow? Is it yeah. Instagram? Which I think a lot of it is. I got to follow trends in like what they want and what's going to be cool. Yeah. I have to put like, uh, you know, like the things that, so I just keep that stuff for my personal work and like some things don't blow up on, on social media yeah. that I love to do. Mm-hmm. And for my stuff, like I'll just do it. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm working for somebody that wants to grow on social media, I'm going to do the things for them that are going to blow up. Sure. You know? Sure. So. Oh, it's, it's so interesting. It's <laughs> I'm just, I'm just curious. It's, I don't know. Social media has made everything. And this is from somebody who like specialized in social media for a little bit. And I did that, you know, at the marketing agency, I went to school and did that kind of thing. Yeah. But now I would rather die than do it. And yeah. it's only because of how much it's changed within the past few years. And people say, why don't so you do much. freelance? You know, you know what to do. And I'm like, I, because I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to participate in it. Whatever is happening. Even when I was doing it, I didn't even really want to do it. It's so hard. It's so competitive and it's so, it's, it's ever changing. Like I actually have, again, we're going to go back to my theories, but I had this theory when I was working at the agency that I was working at, cause I did a lot of Facebook advertisements, yep. a lot of business, um, manager and stuff, which it, even now, like it's like meta business suite. It, it, when I, it was called creator studio. Now it's called it like, oh, so I, I have know. this, I, I'm sure you do. <laughs> I have this, uh, this idea and this is how it felt at least while I was doing it. The agency I was working at was like, hey, if you want to do any of like their courses, any like Google courses, if you want to do any whatever, like we'll help you, we'll support you, we'll, we'll pay for it essentially. So I was like, you know what? I am interested because I was doing so much Facebook marketing, um, paid marketing mostly, yeah. that I was like, why how do you fucking use this network? Where, where are their numbers coming from? What does any of this mean? And I'm not just saying this as an advertiser. Like I'm saying as somebody who's very curious about what, what is happening with this network? Because Facebook, if people don't know, they have their whole meta now, I guess at the time, at least again, 2019, they had this crazy ad network that was so hard to use. And I was constantly trying to do like, like get Facebook certified. It was called to be like an official advertiser and like the courses and the, and the, the lectures or whatever, the lessons were so vague. It was kind of like Facebook is representative of like a marketplace. And like, you know, like all these graphics and I'm, I'm talking as if like that was the moderator or whatever. And like, it's all automatic. Right. And and this is 2019. So this is like pre COVID pre zoom, pre all that stuff when that was like the normal, but this, and, and I was just like watching the stuff going, they're not teaching anything. They're actually just making it more confusing because they're trying to say that our ad network is so straightforward. But I, th- I think that there's a lot of um, not great means of obtaining information. Yeah. And and <laughs> I know everybody knows this, and this is common sense. But I'm saying this to somebody who was looking at it no, years 100%. ago, yeah. and just saying, why are you making this so hard for me as somebody who's like trying to understand it and how to maximize your product? Why are you making it so hard to understand? I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm just like, I'm, I'm typing in people's interests based on who the client is. And then it's like sh- saying, okay, your number went from 50,000 views to 60,000. So what the fuck does any of that mean? Like, I know what it means, but where, how are you guaranteeing this? Where are the metrics? Like that, that's honestly what it is. Their metric system, I, nobody really knows what it is and they won't be transparent I, about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think that they want Even to tell you. Even when they're teaching you, you about it, they yeah. will not be transparent about it. And this was again in 2019. It has changed 1700 times since then. Mm-hmm. And every time I would go to launch an ad, there was a new rule. There was a new um, uh, parameter. There was a new, like there was always something that you were just sitting there like crossing your fingers, like please just go through right now. And sometimes the ads would take a week to go through. Sometimes they would take 30 seconds. And I would be on, I was constantly, I found one little way to get straight through to Facebook ad support because or else you submit something and they maybe email you back within X amount of time. I found one and and it's gone now. I've actually looked into it. One way to get a direct person, like a representative, which it was probably still automatic, but to get somebody to answer questions for me. And I like, it was like, I, I had it written down like 
press this button and then hit this link and then go to there and then send a message to this person. And like, like it was the only streamlined way to get somebody to answer questions. And even they still wouldn't answer it. But if you finally got through to somebody, then that was a good sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at least there was like documented conversation. Like, God, I, used to, <laughs> I can't tell you how confusing Facebook's ad network is. And it's intentional. And this was years ago. And this is why I would never want to get back into it. Yeah. Because as much as they, they make you think that you know what you're doing, you don't know what they're doing because they're changing it every they 30 seconds. They yeah. don't. Like, what are they called? Like, <laughs> why can't I post on my own Facebook page? <laughs> no, like, uh, so because like um, a big thing that I really started implementing in my business this year mm-hmm. as like a videographer is I started making a lot of like short form video content in reels for yes, companies instead of. This whole freaking thing in itself, the way TikTok and Reels and the way that everything has become so short, but you would know because you're in the industry. <laughs> instead of, yeah, like instead of making these commercials mm-hmm. um, that are four minutes long yeah. and like horizontal, and I still and have do like those. A, a plot essentially. Yeah. 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 And like those big, like these big production videos, and they're still great, and I still do them, and yeah. people like put them on their websites and whatever. Yeah. But like, um, I also do like a lot of the short form ones yeah. and I do them and they do good on their channels and all that stuff. And I make the videos and a lot of my clients ask me, do you, can you just like do the whole social media for me? Can you post it and do like the following and like do the hashtags? And I'm like, hell no, no. I'm not doing that. Because it's <laughs> totally different. Like it's, it's one thing to make something that you know is going to do really well once, but like to try and you know, put out organic social media is totally fucking yeah, I'm not different. running their social media. No. I'll, just, I'll just give you the videos. I get that all the time. <laughs> well, I used to get it, not so much anymore. And and what I loved about Mix's RIP social media was that I walked into it and it had like 50,000 followers. Mm. And all we had to do as hosts, what, like we're not managing insights. We're not doing any of that stuff that I yeah. used to do. We're just doing straight up like posts, but I get to bring in what I now know does organically well. Um, but that was never like my specialty. You know, so I mean, thankfully, Mix, we have a lot of very loyal listeners who were huge participators on our social media um, that we would almost like kind of like cater to them. I was going to say pander. That's not the right word, but cater to them. And we would want to have we do know who our demographic is. Right. Like we can see that in our social media insights, but also, excuse me, based on like our just actual demographics, we know 35 to 55 year old women who are likely mothers like that. That's who we know is listening. Is that your big, is that your demographic? Yeah. Yeah. It's women. It's uh, moms, a lot of moms and yeah, a lot of people between 35 and 55. Really? Yeah. We know that we, we, I mean, it's funny because you're 10 years younger than, right. That was a big question. Well, this is so interesting because I started again, COVID, weird time. We've been through that a hundred times, but um, I was really nervous about how I was going to be like interpreted because I was 22 when I started and Jay was 39, I guess he would have been. And he had been on mix for long enough and all of his co-hosts, you know, became like known, I guess with him, especially like Jay and Morgan. That was, that was huge. Yeah. Um, Morgan now has her own show on country by herself, which is okay. amazing. Um, but Jay uh, is just such a natural, I guess, that he made it really easy. And I will say, I don't, I... I hate when people do this, but when people say, well, I'm an old soul, like don't fucking, it's, it's one thing if somebody else says you're an old soul, you can't say that about yourself, <laughs> but I will say, I think it's icky. I will say I am the youngest of four sisters. My oldest sister is 10 years older than me. Okay. She got pregnant when she was 16. Like I've seen a lot of life in, in a very through, you know, vicariously yeah, yeah. And, and I've learned a lot. And so walking into it, I know how to get along with people 
and of any age worked at the mall retail retail will make you kind of become anybody for anything um so the radio thing i was nervous because they said just you just be yourself like that's all we want is for you to just be yourself well that's why it seems like they almost like they didn't but they kind of headhunted you in a way because they liked your personality yeah Yeah. it was it was nice and then that's very flattering and it's it's really paid off and and even like yesterday i was at a, a another it wasn't a family reunion but it was a different party I guess and this woman was like I listen to you every morning and like you do really good you're really good and I'm like that's great what does really good mean because <laughs> like, I really don't mean I, I don't know what that means and you do I, I don't know there's there's an interesting um kind of question about like and, and I've had this conversation very stoned with one of my friends she said like how do you know where the radio stuff ends and you start and I was like the thing is, and this is rare, I work at a place that wants me to just be me. But like, I, I do remember there was a time when um, I was playing into like this little bit of a narrative that like Jay loves sports, loves football, big big football guy, uh, basketball, whatever. And I was like, oh, I just don't know anything about sports. But like, that's not true. <laughs> like, I do. So like, I, I would just act like so uninterested in it for so long, and then like make little jokes about like, well, you know, Jay is football or something like that. Yeah. And then I got to like within the past year, especially where I was like why are you doing that? Like you do like baseball. Shohei Otani, huge fan. <laughs> I love him. But like that kind of thing. Um, and, and that was one of the times when I caught myself and I was like, okay, yeah, well, I, I don't know why you're doing this. And we, like, we have conversations about this. We do weekly air checks with um, my program director, Fat Matt. Yeah. And then also with, his name is Dan Wiley. He's in London. He's our high up program director for all of our stations. Um, we do weekly calls where we talk about like content and creativity and stuff sure. like that. So I remember having a conversation about that. Like, what are our traits? What do we want to lean into? Who are we actually? And we do this regularly, like kind of training in that regard, which is cool. Because I'm sure not a lot of stations do that, but we do try because yeah. it is important. For sure, I no, guess, especially with us, with two people, it is pretty important. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know what that was, where that started and where that ended, but that's okay. It is tricky. It's tricky to, you know, if there comes a time when I'm not doing this anymore, like who is that? But I think it's actually the same person. Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> like I really, I, I think that especially through podcasting and stuff too, when you get to be yourself and then just like put it out there and, and you know, and then people react to it good or bad but at least you know you were doing yeah you you know yeah, for sure yeah i'm never lying about you know that's the one thing i could not i would never sell something i couldn't buy even me as a person yep yeah that's cool that you just say true to yourself especially like with so many different listeners and you're, you know you're part of like this big company and organization like yeah. it's not just you you know even your podcast isn't just you because mm-hmm. it's under them right mm-hmm yeah. Mm-hmm. So does your podcast go on the radio or it's only on like all the like Spotify, Apple Music, all that stuff? It's on all the streaming platforms. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know what you use. I use Podbean to distribute it. I was uh, using Podbean, mm-hmm. but Podbean, <laughs> this is going to make me sound cheap. Podbean <laughs> is $10 a month or whatever sure. the hell it is. Sure. Spotify for podcasters. Yeah. We'll post it to every other one too. And it's Which free. is fascinating, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, as you know, radio people, we can't totally adhere to Spotify all the time. Mm. They are the enemy, you know, but, um, but I mean, that's a whole conversation, but, um, Podbean, yeah, I'm not paying for it. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Podbean is great. Yeah. But once I started, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. I don't need to use this. I could just be doing this for a little, a little tiny extra effort. I know. I know. And it does it. So I think this podcast goes to, honestly, you know, what's funny is Mm. the most, most listeners, a lot of them come from YouTube. Interesting. Which is very interesting. I love seeing the the metrics in that regard, where people come from. I don't. I mean, I don't have my phone, but like the Podbean app will show me like a map. Well, you you would know, I guess, but a map yeah. of like all the countries where it's listened to, and I just like 
oh my gosh, this is where people are listening. Even if it's one download, I'm like, holy shit, there's somebody in like Indonesia listening to this right now. I actually think I have 17 listens in Indonesia right really? now. But that kind of thing. Like, And you know what else has been super interesting is seeing where people are coming from and how many people are coming while I'm not talking about it at all. Like I'm, I've been real silent about it for yeah. since I took the break because I'm not totally ready yet. But I like the other day got 22 downloads. Like, and I was like, for what, what happened? But I think in it, what I think, and I, again, it doesn't exactly tell me, but what I think what happened is somebody found it and then listened to 22 episodes. Mm. Yeah. In a day, I don't know, but like uh, maybe a couple people, I don't know, but like 22 downloads during absolute silence when I'm not promoting it, I'm quiet on my own social media, just been kind of laying low, kind of it, that, that I'm like, ugh. I love it. Like, yeah, no, what are you for doing? Sure. Or are you hate listening? Like, is this a lawyer? Like, what's happening? Did I say something? <laughs> Fuck. That kind of thing. Yeah, it's funny when things surprise you like that. Because, like, I figure, so, like, the video aspect, when I listen to a podcast, mm -hmm. the only time I ever go really look at the video is if, like, say we pulled something up on the TV. Mm -hmm. And we're like, referencing it. Or, like, yeah. something big happened where, like, I want to see, like, their facial expression to, sure. like, what was just said. Yeah. And, like, on Spotify... And YouTube, you could like, you could check quickly. Yeah. But like YouTube, like to watch the whole thing, that's a... Uh, it's a commitment. Yeah. Yeah. I find that I do a lot of, um, if it, there's a video podcast, I'll put it on and I'll kind of, I purposely put on video podcasts while I'm doing other things mm -hmm. so that if something happens and I want to like peek, a lot of cleaning, <laughs> like yeah. peek my head around and be like, okay, and then just continue. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Some of them, I feel like you can tell that they do cater to visual more than just straight up audio for sure um, where, and people all the time are like why don't you record like why don't you do video whatever I'm like because it's just me <laughs> like you don't get it and like it's just me and what I do all, all, enough right now is already enough so um but I, I am interested that's it a is a nightmare and that's what I hear from everybody so unless you have a whole production team behind you then like yeah what am I doing or you do video for a living and like I can videos the like that's the harder part yeah. of it and like it's like the audio is obviously really hard too, but like mm -hmm. most of that comes after oh, sure, the sure. videos while it's happening. Yeah. And like, because I do it for a living, it's like pretty easy for me. Yeah. Um, but it's still a fucking nightmare. I know. People have <laughs> asked me if I would be interested in going into TV, like, like being on TV or like news or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, no, <laughs> not at all. Because with radio, even when it's live, and then people, does that freak you out live? No, it does not at all because I'm not looking at people and I'm not looking at a camera and there's no teleprompter and there's no this and there's no this person trying to get my attention. It's literally me and a microphone. It's exactly this, essentially. Yeah. One less person actually because I don't see Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing my thing and there's so no pressure there that I'm like, uh, you know, I, I love radio for what it is. I love what it offers. Um, I love that it is a medium that is still around and has withstood time and there are changes, but the basis of what radio is, is getting information out. It's prehistoric. It's archaic in the best way. Yeah. So that's what I love. When you start throwing in what I look like, <laughs> like <laughs> visually what matters, like I, I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm a little too shallow. Yeah, in that's that the other thing about like this too, is like, I got to make sure like, like on my checklist is like, check yourself in the mirror. Yeah. Like I have that on there because like there can't be anything like, you Good. know, and just like so many little things. Make like, sure your table's clear. Like you said, like, yeah, like yeah. everything has to be clean. Like we wouldn't it. need this TV. Sure. We wouldn't like, oh, there's just so much like right, right now I have the camera up on the computer right. and it's just like so many little things. So Adam, I don't know if you know, but with uh, uh, digital cameras, mm -hmm. they only record for 29 minutes. And they stop. Really? So every 29 minutes, you ha you would have to start the recording. So over here, you wouldn't have noticed probably, but every <laughs> 20 minutes or so, I, I turn it on and off. Got you. Um, 
Wow. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's so, so funny because I'm like, thinking of recording my podcast and I'm like, I'm in a, our studio's lifted a little bit. So I'm always like, yeah, <laughs> I'm laying right back and people are like, everybody's like, you know, how do you sit? How do I come up to the microphone? I'm like, move it as close to your face as possible. Make it seem like you're eating it and then just talk. And, and I'm like, chill. if you have to move yeah. this way, move this way. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's so chill. But then you're sitting here with like, again, video. So you're like, okay, we got to be, you know, this far apart and we got to have this figured out. And oh my God, see, why would I want that? Yeah, I know. It's a lot. And actually what's funny is right now we have to take a little break because I have to change the battery on the camera. Oh, hey, look at that. <laughs> when you guys record your morning show, do you not wear headphones? No, we do, but oh, okay. we're also we're not recording. We're live. You're but live, yeah. yeah, a lot of people Sorry. say, "Is it pre-recorded?" I'm like, "No, bitch, it's not." No, it's definitely <laughs> one yeah. aspect of it is recorded, which is um, Battle of the Sexes, and we do it live at six thirty-five, and then we play it seven thirty-five, eight thirty-five. But it's still from like six thirty-five. It's the same day. It's topical. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so you did record it live at six thirty-five? Yes. And then you just pre. Then you yeah, were, because oh, it's wow. like a game. The outcome is going to be the same. So why would we like just redo it? Yeah. You know, and and fake it the second or third time. So we just record it and then. Yeah. That's cool. It's fun. Then yeah. you can take like a couple minute break. Compliment. And it's like, I mean, between 8.30 because we do our little, okay, Adele in with your news. And then Adele will do her headlines and then music plays and then Battle of the Sexes starts at 8.35 or 7.35. And then we can kind of fuck off until 8.50. <laughs> like, oh, nice. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's more like a 20 minute whatever. And you we just, are like, doing eat things. quick or whatever? We'll eat, we'll do things. Like, and that's, that's the interesting thing too is a lot of people think that like I'm sitting there and I'm talking for hours and I'm like, no, I'm not actually. Most of my day is listening to music and commercials yeah. like uh, the amount of songs that i know just because like i've heard them and they've absorbed it in my head and i'm like singing all the lyrics to olivia rodrigo and i'm like when did i ever listen to this song <laughs> oh every single day i just don't realize <laughs> it you do you tune out so much and you don't even realize it yeah 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 she's one of those artists like i don't listen to music like that but i love her mm. she's the best she got an album coming out in a couple of days. And I love when there's new young people because we are a top 40 station, right? Like yeah. we're playing, we're playing hits. So I love when there's something that comes out and you don't even have to say, isn't that good? But you're like, we fucking love Olivia Rodrigo. She's yeah. the Fiona Apple of today. Like we love <laughs> this bitch and we push her like she's, you know, and I love Miley Cyrus too. So like yeah. we play Miley and it's, you don't have to fake it. Yeah. You don't have to fake it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that she, like a lot of Olivia Rodrigo songs, like, well, the slow one, she's like on the piano, but all right. the other ones are like really rocky. Like yeah. there's like a band and stuff. So yeah. it's like, she I just released this Good. one called bad idea oh, right yeah, yeah. oh my god it gets me so hyped yeah i'm like i'm gonna this little girl is gonna make me start talking to my ex-boyfriend and like fuck around and like get myself in trouble <laughs> shit i'm being influenced by people younger than me fuck like yeah she's like followed it up like that yeah. first album mm -hmm. which had like a lot of hits yeah. like she definitely wasn't a one-hit wonder yeah but it, they were soft though a lot of it was really sad like yeah. it was it was very like 18 year old sad you know, but it's yeah. still so good. It's yeah. like, fuck. Do you, have you ever seen the picture of a uh, Jamie Lee Curtis in um, Freaky Friday, where she's like all rocked out and whatever? It's <laughs> yeah. like me listening to her Olivia Rodrigo in <laughs> like my late twenties. <laughs> yes, that's me. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so what are um, what are some cool things or cool things you've had an opportunity to do because you're in radio, like? Or people, cool people you've got to, to meet. talk to. Yeah. yeah. So again, COVID has kind of made things really interesting in that regard. Um, one thing that, this is just like a little promo thing, but when I started, um, it, it, I can talk pretty openly about this, um, 89X leaving and, you know, that big change between yep. that and then the river and stuff, uh, people were like, wow, that's great for you guys. And we're like, sure, but like, 
this is also a huge loss. Like this is major and yeah. this is super unfortunate that it's happening and it doesn't, it doesn't sure in a way it might open up some whatever, but like that sucks ass. And they, <laughs> 89X was like the only station that was playing local music religiously. And before they even, that happened, Jay and I were in talks about doing some kind of local feature to play local music. And uh, we were talking to our program director and he was like, yeah, I agree. And he also came, he came from 89X. Fat Matt was on 89X for a long time before he came over to Blackburn. And he's now my boss, but he, um, he was supportive of it. So we're like, okay, we're going to start doing something called the homegrown hit. So one of the, honestly, the coolest things we, we play a local song. We still do it. We do a hit list every weekend when we count down the top 20 songs. Woo. And then we'll throw in a throwback. We'll throw in a hit bound track. And then we do a homegrown hit, which is uh, a local showcase. And we'll do a little interview with them. Jay will call them. They'll do like a quick little bit about the song or about who they are, where they're from. Yeah. And, um, th- these, this is what's so cool is that, it was gone after 89X. Like, so much local music was just gone and, like, floating and what to do. So we've been trying to, like, come, send us your music. Like, we want to hear it. We want to play it. We don't really care what the format is as long as it's not, like, straight up, you know, aggressive rap. Like, we yeah, can yeah. kind of swing it. Um, but we do have a lot of very local, uh, very talented local rappers as well. But we still, well, that has been cool because, like, we've watched some people kind of take off. And we don't want to say it's because of us. But we got to kind of be there at the beginning. Yeah. Your battery? No, no, no. I, I didn't need it when we did it. Sorry. <laughs> like, you just did it. That's a, that's a little battery. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, that, that's been really neat. I have liked that a lot. We actually have a, a local band called New Friends. Um, or the lead singer is local at least. They just invited us to like one of their shows in Detroit, which like when we first got to know them, they were like you starting out essentially. Yeah, oh, I mean, they, yeah. they were kind of around. They, they were putting music out and they were very talented. But within the past two years, we've seen them just like take off. And we were just kind of there at the beginning, I guess, or our yeah. beginning. They helped us begin slash we helped. I don't know. It was just really cool. So like in a couple of weeks, we're going to go see their show in Detroit. That's awesome. And like they're good people and it's fun. So that I really like. Um, the podcast has obviously been awesome. It's been very fulfilling. Um, cool things. Barbie was honestly really cool because we just got to see it like the Thursday ahead of the premiere, which yeah. was neat. So we got to go on Friday morning and talk about it. But then we're like, well, we're not going to spoil it. But like, holy fuck. Um, <laughs> I didn't see it. Oh, it's something. I, 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 I do want to see it. Yeah. I just didn't have time. Is it still up to show? Uh, yeah, it is. It is. But there, uh, it's coming to streaming in like a couple. Uh, oh my God. I think like next week or something like that. So the problem is my wife went and saw it without me uh-huh. and then my and then you just <laughs> it, well then my like little sisters went and saw it too okay. so then i was like well <laughs> what are you gonna do <laughs> that it's, was like the people to see it with <laughs> yeah you're right yeah. it's it was cool and it was just it's a lot more um like it, it invokes a lot more thought than you would expect okay yes and, and yeah, i guess yeah. because it was it, you when things have that much like promo behind them and that much appeal they and like pop job, culture eh? and stuff you would think that it would just kind of be like like a Super Mario Brother movie, you know what I mean? But it's this. It was also great. I'm sure it was great. Did you, uh, you didn't see it? I didn't see it no. Honestly, it was like, what? Well, what a surprise. Yeah. It was probably like how the Barbie movie was for yeah. a lot of people. Okay. I saw a lot of like um, grown men yeah. just like say like the Barbie movie. They're like, yeah, that was like pretty good actually, yeah. you know? Which has been interesting. I, with any of these things, it's so interesting that, to this, see the people who are like purposely a hater. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, people are choosing very specific gross way, reasons to hate this movie. So it is good when you talk to people who are like, oh no, I just wanted to see it and yeah. then also have their own. It's the kind of movie though, I will say, when we first saw it, I almost like didn't even know what to do to say about it because it was like I feel like this is a movie you gotta watch more than once to get like the full whatever but it was also because it was like the height of everybody talking about it so you want to form your own opinion but like you can't when you're listening to all these people I will say Ryan Gosling was just 
something. Like he was <laughs> just beyond an actor. He was a, a person who thinks he's a Barbie. Like, like I, it's just, I imagine it, there was a lot of uh, undoing of that afterwards. I don't doubt that it's great. I'm yeah. sure there's like, like you said, you got to watch it a few times to like mm-hmm. really see like all like the messages they've mm-hmm. And with all the hype it. too, it was like, but there, that fucking, I call her Billie Eilish, Billie Eilish, that song, oh my God, from that movie, just immediate tears just crying she's got that ability to just make people fucking sob without even wanting to but the song from the movie it's like i can't hear it if as soon as a little piano thing starts on tiktok i'm like nope can't do it i can't hear it i can't hear i'll start crying but it's it's good that was cool um we talked to sarah mclaughlin on the phone that was neat that's cool it was fun and I, i remember telling my friends that i was like i i talked to sarah mclaughlin on the phone she's really down to earth and they're like who's that and i was like ask your mom <laughs> ask your mom she'll find it cool yeah it, that was neat my aunt was like crazy about it she was she loves Sarah McLaughlin. so I told Sarah McLaughlin, I was like my aunt is a huge fan she's gonna be at your show and she was like oh my god tell her to come say hi and I was like <laughs> no way Sarah McLaughlin was really cool she was she was actually very down to earth she called us herself like we didn't have to go through like yeah you know whatever I talked to a uh, loud luxury not too long ago and they were pretty neat guys. Oh my God, I shot them here at a life in color. Like, a thousand Oh my years God. Ago. Right. Yeah. And that's what I said. I was like, guys, you guys are like, right? a, that was a them, staple. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Loud luxury was here. Um, at life in color. I at life in <laughs> yeah. color. I was like in their DJ booth. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was yeah. crazy. It's cool stuff. But that doesn't feel like so long. Ago oh my too. God. That was like a different lifetime. Yeah. I thought I was the shit back then. Mm-hmm. I was like on stage. at like, you color are running the around. shit. <laughs> All things like considered in that time, you are the shit. That is like peak shit that you could be doing at that time so good for you now <laughs> you look back and you're like huh <laughs> yeah i was like 19 and i'm like i'm on fucking stage in the yeah. dj booth like yeah. you know like this People is like throwing color <laughs> yeah yeah i was on stage like i didn't get wet which was nice yeah. you know oh we- my gosh it gets cold i've been on the other end of it um i don't think it was them I, it was it was somebody else and uh it was like the year prior two years prior and when you're covered in wet ass paint and it's dark and you're on the water like it gets uh, people get sick and i believe it <laughs> i got the craziest story from that night so uh just like really quick no i want to hear so um so i'm shooting it right mm-hmm. so like i'm not full of anything mm-hmm. and i parked in the casino so i'm I'm, in, I'm getting in my car at the casino and these two people are covered in paint mm. and they're like can we use your phone we like lost our phone at mm. the thing and i'm like yeah everything's sure. slippery I'm telling you, everybody's losing everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, sure. Because two weeks ago I was downtown and Mm -hmm. my phone died. And I asked like three people to use their phone to like, cause my, well, she was my girlfriend at the time was coming to pick me up. Mm -hmm. And, um, she didn't know exactly where I was and my phone died. Mm. And like three or four people said no to me and wouldn't let me use their phone. I I was like, what the fuck? This is very weird. I know. So I was like, yeah, you can use my phone. And they're like, okay, we're trying to call a cab. And I was like, I'll give you guys a ride home. It was just a couple. They were like my age. Covered in pain? Covered in, so, so, so. <laughs> what we did was um, we we went to a garbage can. I, I like adventures. We went to a garbage can in the casino. Okay. And we took the garbage bag out and we like dumped the trash like back in the thing without. And we laid the garbage bag on my back seat and I drove them home. And like, wow. I was like, yeah, I just shot like the festival because they didn't know it was at the festival too because sure. like, I wasn't full of paint. You weren't, yeah, disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, oh, thank you very much, whatever. Oh and God. like, that's that. So this was 2016. Mm-hmm. So a couple months ago, like this March, 2023, mm-hmm. I get a message from the girl and she said, we made a promise to ourselves that night that if we ever get married, you're going to be our photographer. Oh my God. Because you drove us home and I'm <gasps> shooting their wedding in like five weeks. Oh my God. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah, I love cra- that. I love that stuff. That's like one of like the coolest stories. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, li- I like when people do that, that kind of like follow up stuff and love that that's I think, awesome i think they're like i think i have a meeting with them tomorrow actually well hey yeah fuck yeah so yeah yeah it's, it's they so probably cool. still have the slime on them <laughs> 
No, it's it was like Nasty. wow, I was like that's so special. Like, yeah, like, that's, but that's how you build these connections, and that's that's something that I'm I'm finding with radio and podcasts and stuff like that is that I'm uh, you get below the surface, right? Like, yeah. and I, I will it is a skill. I will say um, to be able to interview and to host and to do that kind of stuff, it's a skill. And I do I do honestly earnestly think I'm I'm very good at it. I'm I know that my podcast has been good, like in terms of the format and the structure and stuff and mm-hmm. the the way we've gotten so deep so fast because I have an ability to talk to people about below the surface shit and make it feel very normal like yeah. and, and not like you're talking about what age you first masturbated that was actually a real you talked about that on your that thing was a, it wasn't intentional it just came out like my, my friend uh, Josh Josh Lowe and I we were talking and I don't know how it got brought up but I, I something about porn something about introduction of porn and it just kind of like came yeah. into this thing and then he was like well, I remember the first age I was. And I was like, well, I remember the first age I was. And then I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, did I just fucking talk about that? <laughs> but like at the same time, who fucking cares? Like, so yeah. I, I know that there is a vulnerability is not an easy thing, but it is necessary. And yeah. it's been really fulfilling, I guess, to, to whatever. And to For have sure. these kind of conversations and not feel weird about it. Like I could tell you like 50 weird things just off the top of my head right now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just because I want to. There There is an aspect of like, But that makes the episodes there. good though, like I stuff so. like that, for yeah. sure. Yeah, it makes other people feel less weird about the stuff that they think makes them feel weird. And like, yeah. that's the whole point is just to say that like, yeah, you might feel that's very isolating thing is actually not isolating at all. And that's why people have actually asked like, will you go talk about this death and this grieving and this mourning and whatnot? When I said like I was looking for somebody, I think I put it on Instagram that I was looking and I had a bunch of people reach out and like, hey, I'm fucking, uh, my grandma died two years ago and I'm still struggling with it or like my cousin or my whatever. And it's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it for that. Yeah. I need it. But I know that in the essence that I need it is the, the way that like everybody needs it. Everybody needs to hear this stuff. So. When are you going to film that one or record it? I was supposed to hell already. Um, <laughs> it's my bad. Um, I don't know. The move has kind of really fucked everything right now. So once I'm a little more settled, I'm hoping that that will. Yeah. And even like it's the kind of thing now where again like you feel kind of numbed out by so many things and it's like who cares so many of the and before my grandma passed but when she was like ill and like not well instead of being super cynical and like angry she just uh, developed this like whatever whatever and it was just so like enjoyable to be around she was such an enjoyable person because things were so shit but she was just so like "Mm," like you know whatever i just want to you know have life i guess and so that's kind of been the it's really like stuck around just like this understanding of like, holy shit, things can be so bad, but like, what a great lesson to learn. Right. You know? Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people firsthand. have that, but, um, so if this, if I put it out and let's just say like, nobody listens to it, I don't care. I don't care. Whatever. Who cares? Do you check your analytics on all your podcasts? I do, but not like super frequently. It used to be really religious. Oh, I had an episode go like not mini viral. Uh, <laughs> my <laughs> 16th episode 14th episode I invited somebody um well this was interesting so she was actually another uh uh-oh because I had her come on and oh this was the tinny one this was the one where everything sounded super fucked up but we had such a good conversation and she was somebody who I went to high school with but we weren't friends in high school but since high school we've definitely bonded over like Essex being a very small town place um you guys are the same age too she's a year older than me but yeah we were familiar um so I had her come on and we record this great episode it doesn't work fuck but when she came back on because she she was like somebody who she's very outspoken about abortion she's very outspoken about like women's issues and a lot in race just everything yeah so in those few months 
the Roe v. Wade thing got overturned, um, George Floyd, like just all this kind of stuff was happening kind of in like a consecutive vaccine stuff, like a lot of controversial stuff. So she came back on and then she found out she was pregnant again too. So like it was an interesting conversation because it was only like three months difference, but so much has changed. So we went back to talking about um, Essex, like I said, and and just being from a small town and small town mentalities and whatnot. And um, I didn't really think all that much of it. Like, I I thought it was a great conversation. It was really fun. She's awesome. But then um, people listen, hate listen to it. Like people from Essex. Um, We did talk pretty transparently about some shit that happened in high school, like that we remember, like some pretty nasty stuff. Like about certain people? Well, I mean, nobody was mentioned by name. You can't do that. Defamation, you can't do that. And we were careful. But there was like, uh, I told this story about when I was in high school. And this is so funny. This is the kind of stuff that like you get deep fast. And to me, it doesn't even seem deep anymore. But like when I was in high school, I had this situation where I had sent a nude to somebody. And I was in grade nine and it got spread everywhere. And this was like at the the dawn of news. (laughs) Like, like, (laughs) of of like cell phone BBM news. So like, it was like this whole big thing. And we were talking about that and like the, you know, how so much of the school was like in on all of this. Like there was like a network of nudes, of girls nudes that was happening. And it was, it was pretty nasty. So we were talking about that. And um, then we were talking about Essex having a pretty, you know, a history of having some pretty awful racist things happen and stuff like that. So we we weren't necessarily naming names, but we were just kind of talking about circumstances that we witnessed. But we're also two white women. So it's like, we can only comment commentate so much but people were so mad I heard nobody actually said anything directly to me people said stuff directly to her she was a little more outspoken in the episode yeah um but people listened it it got like a thousand listens in a day wow and I was like that was the most I had ever seen and I was like what the okay but I I leaned into it and was just like uh, because so many people reached out and were like fuck I know that this happened I didn't know the details are like I remember this happening or this happened at my high school. Like I had people reaching out who like from high school who I, I barely knew I forgot or I didn't think liked me or like, and we had real honest conversations about like how tough that time was and how the circuit, it, it, it was so fulfilling. Like it, that was so great. It totally counterbalanced that people were upset about it. But again, nobody said anything to me. I just heard that people were very upset. Yeah. So I kind of liked it. <laughs> I was like, this is neat. Like, you know, this is cool because people are now, at least they're listening. And, yeah. and and then in the next episode, I was like, hey, listen, if that was the only episode you listened to, I really recommend just like listening to any podcast where you're listening to people talk about experiences that are their own. And, and you know, whatever happened, happened in high school. I'm not expecting apologies. I'm not, you know, looking for anything specific. But that episode was interesting because it just, it, it took off. And people still to this day, this was over a year ago, still will be like, yeah, so your ep- episode with Cam, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, they think that that is the episode. I think they think that's the only thing I put out. And I'm like, <laughs> sure, okay, <laughs> whatever. I don't know. It's just interesting to see people, you know, their reaction to your stuff, I guess. bring sh- Showcase who they are as a person, but just... That's you. <laughs> that's cool. That's you. I don't know. Yeah, that's very interesting. Um, <laughs> I think that it gets a lot of, um, like, a lot of those people were into it because, like, high school, and they they were they could relate to it, even yeah. if they didn't go to your school, but especially, like, the well, people from your school could, 100%. like, hear you talk about it. And what was it. so interesting is the people who were upset about it, I'm like, you know, if, you, if you're hearing somebody talk about maybe something you participated in that caused them pain, and you are standing true in the fact that you're innocent, then, like, you haven't worked through this shit. And, like, and if you're not going to acknowledge it, then you're part of the problem. And, mm-hmm. and it was very specific in the sense that, like, um, this whole network of nudes thing, they were, like, trying to claim that there was, like, uh, 
older people involved in it, people from outside of our school, like, like instead of people afterwards, I was hearing instead of people saying like, Hey, um, you know, that really sucked. Like, I'm sorry that happened or whatever. They were like coming up with more excuses for why that happened. And I'm like, guys, we were talking about 18 year old men who were taking pictures of 14 year old girls. And like, like, do you know what I mean? And again, this is very specific and you'd have to kind of listen to the episode to get it. But like, just the fact that people are hearing that and, and then jumping on the defense, like what, what, what are you, you haven't left high school. And it, it just kind of showcases more about them. The fact that they got so upset about it than it does about me they, like talking they, about it. Like you, they, they got upset like after the episode. Yeah. Came out? Yeah. They got upset like, that we that were talking about later. it and that we were, well, like, that's what I'm saying. We're talking about high school and stuff that happened when I was in grade nine. So this yeah. was at least eight, nine years prior and they were Jeez. so bothered by it. And in that, that's, that's why I was like, if you're, if you're still holding on to that and you're still claiming your innocence, which I'm not even, if you feel guilty listening to it, knowing that you were participating in it, the reaction isn't to get mad that we're talking about it. Yeah. Like, unfortunately, that's what happens when you cause people pain. You do have to accept that they might talk about it. And it's, it's, yeah. it's tricky. But I also, then, then people thought like, oh my God, nobody's safe around Tori. Like we, we got to watch what we say. I'm like, okay, well, this was eight years ago. So if you yeah. want to go back in time, sure. But no, it was just silly stuff. But I, I mean, that was over a year ago and it did gain a lot of new listeners. I will say after that because people realize that we're talking about real shit yeah and uh, you know when stuff happens to you you're allowed to talk about it yeah my experience i'm not calling these people by name i should (laughs) have i didn't (laughs) i didn't yeah that's crazy that's cool that you get so like personal about it and just get into those topics but that's what gets you those big like listens and like those big followings i will say there is a line and and there does get to be a point where i have people strangers talking to me about stuff that i'm like oh yeah, I talked about it on my podcast. And like, they think they know me. (laughs) And it's like, I get it. So many people think they know you, but you don't know them. I know. And that's been a good or bad. It's just a thing. Radio in general has been like a real, but they do know you. They listen to you talk every day I know. about your life and, and that all this is me. Stuff. That is me. Like, I, I'm not going to lie and say, like, that's a big part of, I, I talk about the move. Like, I have people asking me about the move. I was uh, at a friend's house and his mom listens and she was just like, oh, so you should talk about how garbage bins are so expensive. For what reason? Like, why? that's the kind of stuff you learn when you're moving out, right? And like paint, like what color do I paint my room? I don't know. Like paint, rugs, garbage yes. bins, Garb- throw pillows. Rugs are going to be the death of me. I swear. <laughs> Lights, lamps. Oh my God. I have so many lamps off marketplace now just because i like marketplace is great marketplace is everything Mm -hmm. actually but anyway i was at this guy's house and i I had said something that morning about um garbage bins and she's like unprompted she was like oh you know you should uh you should check out costco i was like for what (laughs) she was like garbage bins and i was like how do you know oh duh like i talked i made it a whole conversation and that's the thing about morning radio is that you're inviting conversation you want everybody to feel like you're their friend which is good and I love that because I love attention I will never act like I don't (laughs) and that was something when I started radio that they said lean into Dave Timo said I remember I said something in my demo and I was like god it sounded like such an attention whore and he was like honey if you're not a bit of an attention whore you are not in the right industry and I was like "That's, that's true you do there is there is fulfillment in that and I don't know. You just have to be accepting that not everybody's perception is going to be yeah. accurate. And like, that's okay because yeah, I, sure. my own perception of me is not accurate. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So the, uh, Oh, I, okay. One other thing before we go into the, like the kind of final thing I wanted to ask, okay. um, you're on a billboard. <laughs> I was, I was. Is that billboard gone now? <laughs> They've been gone for a while now. So what was it like to be on a billboard? You know, it's, it wasn't my first time to be honest. Okay. So when I worked at the marketing agency, um, billboards were like a big part of what we do, like setting them off, getting the, we'd had the designers, we would send them off. I knew the whole billboard process. Yeah. Pattinson out front, big fans, very familiar with them. Um, so one time I was, uh, 
I had a client, we had a client who was a funeral home and they were doing a photo shoot for uh, like a new uh, thing that they were offering, like an end of life planning kind of thing. So they asked me to be like the sit-in granddaughter. So I did. And I was in this little corner of a billboard once and that was fun. One more thing before you finish the question now that, because you said that, (laughs) there's a billboard in the city for a funeral home and the headshot of the director is on the billboard. Yes. I don't know why. (laughs) It's not a real estate agent. I know. Why is your face on there? But you know what? I will say as somebody who worked with um, people in that industry, um, first of all, they have a great sense of humor. They have to have a great sense of humor. For sure. You have a pretty depressing life, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. And they do. They really, this is a story. It's going to take a minute and I can tell it, but it's fine. Um, So this funeral home, they had newly offered um, cremation, in-house cremation um, at one of their facilities. It was like a event center slash crematorium, it's called. Okay. We said, great opportunity to open an ice cream place in here, by the way, but they didn't like that. Um, (laughs) They actually just didn't say, we didn't tell them that, but that was a joke we had in the office. Um, But we went to go do this photo shoot and they were giving us a tour of the crematorium. And, And it's actually, it's a brilliant thing. So they're quick cremations and uh, it has to do with I want to say there's a, a South Asian culture or uh, something where it's very important that they are with the body up until cremation I th- there's a, there's a couple different um, uh, cultures where this is a thing where yeah. the, like the cremation happens very quickly and the whole family has to be present so they essentially had built like a, a center with a like a, a conveyor belt kind of thing in a I don't want to call it an oven, but that's what it is in the corner. <laughs> yes, and yeah. um, but it was like a, a comfortable place. Like it was, it was very you know warm and welcoming, and it was like the rooms of like an animal hospital, like where you go with kind your of, dog kind, kind of, of. <laughs> yeah. kind of, yes, but bigger and more tailored to humans. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> they're always like nice and cozy. You yes, know? yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> was very cozy the decor was very cozy but anyway we're in there they're giving us the tour we're doing the photo shoot and there were there was somebody you know being cremated but it wasn't like a fast one there was no family there it was just they had it so they were doing it and um they were giving us a little bit of a rundown and we were asking how long it takes and they're like well it takes about an hour and i was like well what if you have like you know like somebody who's bigger like a taller bigger person how would it take longer and they're like yeah that would take Keep in mind, this is like the CEO of okay. the yeah. funeral home. My art director is next to me. We have a photographer. We have multiple people with the funeral home. They're posing, right? And they're, I said, what if they're a bigger person? And they were like, well, yeah, it would take a little bit longer. And I was like, what if you only wanted the medium rare? <laughs> and I was like, I, I watched my art director's face just fall. I watched I their faces go into shock. And then the one older woman who worked there just burst out laughing and I was like thank fucking god I almost just lost this as a client because I said I just came out of my mouth I didn't even think and but they're very I will tell you they're very funny people I really did enjoy them um billboard selection and billboard design is oh you could talk about that forever I don't know if you've seen uh there's a local strip club that has a bunch of billboards that say Say, new girls new new effort and it kills me every time okay so I actually am doing (laughs) it's so funny you brought that up like probably f- so um i i do a lot of my personal work i travel to shoot it right. but i've been working on like some local work and i walk around and i go around like windsor Essex county yeah. and i do a lot of black and white film okay and i shot that billboard because like it's the best it's a good fucking that's it's a good so picture fun. so and i just got the scan back like two days ago and i remembered it and then you just brought that up new well they they do like cycles of them like like uh, they well, got some that's billboards. the thing so to go back to my own billboard the mixed billboard that we did so you book billboards um 
for like X amount of time and they'll be at different locations. So for like six weeks, we were on Walker at whatever. And then, and it has to do with like time of year, has to do with price, has to do with all this different stuff that I don't deal with anymore. But when I did, um, yeah, we, we would be booking like certain locations to try and get like, depending on, you know, where our listeners are or aren't like that kind of shit. So the whole billboard thing is a pretty familiar to me. It was fun. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of the photo they picked. I'm still not. Um, because if you haven't seen it, my tongue is out. <laughs> is your tongue out? I've seen it, but I didn't I'm really like... I'm biting my tongue. I'm like, I'm biting like it. I didn't look into it that much. It's um, it's on your Instagram, so everybody that's watching can go see it. It's right? somewhere. <laughs> I don't know where it is, but the picture is just... Uh, I don't know how they got it. Like, uh, we did it in our studio. Like, we just... We had a green wall or a, a whatever, and we did it, Jay and I. And Jay is also, like, very much taller than me. He's, like, 6'3". He's a huge guy. Wait, the one where you're doing this? Yes. Like, do you your see my tongue? tongue? No, because it's the picture from your Instagram, so it's oh, like... Oh, you can't see it close up. Yeah. So th- that picture does exist somewhere that I can find for you, but my tongue is out, and I'm biting my tongue, and I never do that. So how they got this photo and then put it on a billboard, I was like, this is not me. Who you is that? You guys didn't get to pre-approve They the showed photo? us after it was sent. They showed us the proof from the company from Outfront after it was already out. I was like, you motherfuckers. I mean, it doesn't really make a difference whether it, my tongue was in or out, but like to me, I look at that and I'm like, Wow. And I would drive by it and I was like, well, that's me with my tongue out. But it was cool. I mean, it is, it's, it's a cool thing to do, but, um, <laughs> you know, great. being on a billboard is fun. It's fun. It's really fun. And we had a lot of eyes and people would be like, oh my God, I saw your billboard. That was so cool. I'm like, don't talk about it. <laughs> I've <laughs> shot billboards, but I've never been on one. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? It's young. You can, you know, anybody can get a billboard. There are laws, like, in terms of, like, what legally can be on them. Um, and I think you always have to have some kind of, like, discrepancy of who is advertising. Like, mm. some kind of logo or something on yep, it. Like, yep. you can't just put, like, love Jesus on a billboard. In the States, you can do that, but here you can't. Oh, man, there's some crazy... Have you ever driven into Florida? I... Yes. I just drove from here to Vancouver, actually. Okay. Recently. And um, the the religious uh, billboards are just fascinating. The, the billboards going into Florida. <laughs> <laughs> It's like um, a mural of of Jesus, and then the next billboard is Joe Biden mm-hmm. with a turban on and a rocket launcher. That's what it is. Yes, because they're so they're they're very fast and loose with their rules, and in Canada you can't do that. But it's so funny. I love when people try to make points that are like that are just like so like <laughs> racist, and, yes. but they're always like so like. Stupid the and, dumbest people are the loudest. That's what they say. Yes, mm-hmm. the, yes, the the yes. It's it's yeah. brutal. We can oh, talk that about that true. forever. The dumb the people with the most. That's why you'll think like you might think that like everybody. Just for example, mm-hmm. everybody like if you're on social media and doing things, everybody hates Trudeau. Mm. Okay. That that that's that's probably not the case. Sure. But the people that hate him are the ones that the don't stop talking about it. And the people that it's just like and I'm not just using him as an I as know. an example. I know, yeah. But like anybody, like um, everybody hates like AOC. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. People but make like, it their whole identity, but, and that's something that I'll, I've never understood. And I, I think I'm lucky in this regard. Is that like we're we're encouraged to be so positive about so many things, like. Uh, we talked to Doug Ford on the phone. Oh, that was kind of cool. That was an interesting one because it was uh, on the phone. It was really quick. And I, okay, if you haven't heard it, it's stupid. We did a quick live interview with him five minutes after the battery plant was announced. Literally. Oh, cool, yeah. So he was on his way back. Like he was here, made the announcement, and then he scheduled a bunch of whatever, his assistant, whatever. So we were on the phone with him, did a quick live interview, and we had time for two questions. So we asked him, first of all, the standard, what's going on? What did you just announce? What's happening? So we did that whole spiel. And then I was like, my question. I said, Mr. Premier of Ontario, um, 
would it be possible to rename the road Electric Avenue? <laughs> and he fucking burst out laughing. And like, when I tell that story, I'm like, I asked a major politician, love him or hate him, but like, I asked him if we could rename the fucking, and he loved it. And, and you know, that's the kind of stuff that you do want to do. So no matter how I feel about him or any kind of anything, you do yeah. want to always swing it. I did meet Jagmeet. That was pretty neat. Did you? It wasn't through the radio. I just went to one of his things and it was, it, he was said I had a warm energy. Oh. Yeah, I was like, you're right. I've, I've done work for <laughs> slash with mm -hmm. Trudeau, Ford, and Lisa Gretzky. Oh, so like all three I levels. Lisa. Lisa's great. All three parties. Yeah, Lisa's <laughs> awesome. That's who I was with at Pride. Yeah, 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 right. I was, I was, I was working for the, her. Yeah, the uh, ballot or the things. Um, so that was, what was I just going to say that was important and I've totally fucking lost it. That happens often. The billboards, no, we moved past that. The you said Ford. Ford. Electric Avenue. Electric Avenue. It was fun. You know what? Uh, this stripper thing. Oh, I do voice work too. That's oh. something that I do as well. I do it for our company, of course. That's part of our obligations, but I also do... Um, Secondary, like uh, you, independent. Like you're allowed uh, to freelance it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I do time. commercials and sometimes I need voiceovers. Call me. I, I love doing it. I love it. Um, right. And I've really kind of accepted that, like, I do have a pretty good voice and you should actually lean into it. Because for the longest time, I'm like, oh, it's so boring. But now I'm like, when oh, you talk cool. all the time, too, you just like naturally get better at. Yeah. Big time. Big time. Especially with the podcasting. But um, the strip club thing. I okay, <laughs> do yes, a lot thing. of advertisements. I am like the designated voice for anything kind of sexy. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I've done a lot of like sex toy shop ads. I've done like um, local ones. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I've done those. I've done, I think stag shop maybe once. I forget. Um, but they just send us the scripts and they're like Tori to voice. Like they requested you for this one and they're fun. They're fun. I don't know why, but on two separate occasions for two separate things, one was a strip club and one was a sex toy shop. But I said the line, Oh, captain, my captain <laughs> in both. And there was no correlation. Really? Nobody knows why. But it like I was like, and I said it to the producer who sent it to me. I was like, why have I said this twice now for two separate sexual things? <laughs> and he was just like, I don't know. But the one was like nautical themed. The other one, I have no idea where that came <laughs> from. But that's just been my life over the years. But yeah, I remember I was, I did like a series of strip club um, voice voiceover things. Or not voiceovers, uh, commercials. It was commercials that they were airing. And um, super interesting. Because like they only air those in the evening. And um, so not a lot of people. I'll, I'll be like, oh yeah, I voiced some, some strip club ads. And they're like, when? <laughs> I'm like, well, you won't hear them on mix. You'll hear them on cool at night. But it's, you know, that kind of stuff. Voiceover stuff, or voice acting stuff is really fun. It's yeah. something I've tried to like hone in on a little bit. Um, but, you know, it's oversaturated. There's so many people trying to do it. Yeah, oh no, I, I could imagine. Everybody's got a voice, right? I've I've had to outsource it before, and I went to the source of voice, and I had uh, Dan McDonald do it mm -hmm. because, like, why would you not ask a radio DJ mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who's going to do a better job at reading something? You guys read for commercials all mm -hmm. the time, mm -hmm. you know, like it's. I just, do love doing it too. Yeah, I love doing commercials. I really fucking do. They'll send them, and unless they send me like fifty at a time, I'm like fuck off. But. <laughs> After your show, you, you do have to, like, pay attention to, um, like, taking care of your voice and stuff like that. After I do a whole morning show, if I did, like, a, a series of, like, like a bunch of commercials, like, by the end of it, I am drained, like, done. For sure. And I can't believe it. I'm like, all I'm doing is talking. But you get so tired. Yeah, you're just, yeah, you got to be careful, too, like, with your voice if you're, because you can do the morning show if you have, like, a little rasp in your voice one yeah. day. Yeah. Because you're doing it every day. Yeah, But yeah. for the commercial, mm-mm, right? I've gotten in sick. We had to be careful with COVID. <laughs> like, 
you don't want people to hear you even if you have like allergies while you're oh, like yeah. you know sound not 100 like even right now i don't think i'm hearing myself i don't think i sound 100 but i have been drinking all weekend <laughs> so that'll do it oh my gosh that's good enjoy enjoy the the long weekend so yeah. are you do, did your radio station like air previous topics for you guys today or is just nothing on for your station so today? yeah today's an off day um today will be no on air talent at all no announcing at all so what are they playing like like reruns oh just music and commercials yeah yeah that's what today will be um commercial stuff is really interesting because there's like legal obligations for like how many commercials you have to play oh for sure what time of day you play certain commercials like so if we've had instances where like if we go off air it's very rarely silent like and it happens super rarely we all get like emails like automatic emails if anytime there's like a leg anytime so um it happened once that I can think of, but a uh, playlist will kick on which, with no commercials. So it, if we go off air for whatever reason, this playlist will automatically start. The first song is Bruno Mars. Uh, I forget which one, but it's, it's a Bruno Mars song. I, I think it's Uptown Funk. Um, and it'll play, and then you, you notice, you're like, oh, there's no commercials playing. But if, if we were there in the studio, we would know. But sometimes I'll just tune in and be like, make sure that commercials are playing and that we haven't gone off air and the playlist is kicked on. We would know by then, but like every now and then it happens. So then if that happens and no commercials play, then we got to do like a 45 minutes of commercials or something like that. Or which make up for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, because you're obligated, right? So it, that that's interesting. There's make goods, all that kind of stuff. It's it's fun. That's cool. <laughs> it's cool to hear like the, the how things work behind the scenes mm-hmm. for, for radio and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Somebody asked me if we used CDs the other day. I was like, he was an older man. <laughs> I said, no, CDs have been pretty obsolete for a pretty long time now in terms of radio. we No, we don't use CDs anymore. Yeah, what, yeah I'm assuming you just It's an play. automatic, yeah. yeah. It, it's a... Uh, like a catalog essentially that there's like a songs and b songs and then kind of all mixed together at certain times and whatnot i've only been in a radio station like one like legitimately one time i was in um the rivers mm-hmm. um booth padded in with, that, that room yeah with dan because he was interviewing me for his um for his show he had on aim 800 when he was still in the river right. here now yeah i don't know if, if he still runs here now because he has his own show he does? I think he does. Or somebody else does? I feel like it's still a thing, I think though. it's still a thing, yeah. Yeah, I think it is. But anyway, when he was on the river, he would do that for fun mm-hmm. on Sundays. Mm. Um, he probably still does it. Anyway. Knowing uh, him, he does but, everything all the time. <laughs> He's but, a very talented man. Yeah, I love him. He's the best. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so he had me in the river booth, and like while he was playing songs and running commercials, he interviewed me and then used it for the, right, for right. the show. Yeah, and we hall. do that sometimes, too. Like, if we have somebody call in for like a... Like, like we'll do, a, for example, coming up this week, we have like a Friends with Benefits, which is a huge cash contest we do. People love it. Um, so we'll announce like the winner. Like, what happens is we say a name. Um, people submit their name and their friend's name online. We pick it randomly. Actually, somebody sends it to us. We actually aren't even picking it. We'll get the name. We announce it. Uh, that person has 10 minutes to call us back. If they call us back within 10 minutes, 500 bucks is theirs. Then they tell us a friend's name, who they submitted, and that person's got 10 minutes to call us back. But we don't do that live. Like, we don't take the calls live. So we'll, we'll usually that person is calling um, during commercials or, like, yep. during the break or whatever. So we'll get the call really quick, record it, and then Jay, with his talent, will just flip it, have it ready and, like, cut and perfect and sounding live for is Jay doing prior. all the like board stuff or yes. do you guys have like a producer thing? Nope. Jay does it all right there. Wow. Yep. Yep. They asked me if I wanted to learn the board a couple of years ago and I was like, totally. And then I was like, I don't, I really don't. It's so scary. But doing the podcast has, has helped a little bit with that. Yeah. Cause you're and the more technical. The, yeah. yeah. Me, me and audition. We're 
besties. You edit everything in audition. I edit everything in audition. And in Leamington, my studio, the little studio I work in, for whatever reason, we have like audition 92 or something like that. And I love it. From 1992. (laughs) And I love it. So when I'm in Windsor and we have like the, it's like 2023, I'm like, I hate this. This is way too much happening here. Like, I don't like it. I can't actually see what I'm looking at. Whereas like the 92 is just so straightforward. So simple. That's what I use. It crashes, but it's fine. Yeah. (laughs) You use audition? I'd use audition. Mm -hmm. I use, because I use Adobe for everything. Yeah. So like if say I'm like editing a video in Premiere mm-hmm. and I'm and I have to make a tweak to the audio because mm-hmm. like sometimes I'll, like I'll edit the audio first and I'll bring it in mm-hmm. but like oh there's like a hiss now that I'm actually listening sure, to it sure. so you can edit an audition yep. and you don't have to read just transfer it, it right over there it just yeah. automatically saves in premiere yeah it's perfect which is sick yeah um so do you guys have like somebody who's answering your phones and like screening the calls you don't have a call screener just us wow yep Wow. I mean, again, Jay is a very talented man. Is anybody calling, like, say, like, weird All shit the that time, you man. Oh, my God. The one time, and again, we did this off air because uh, this guy, I, what were we talking about? I don't remember what we were talking. I think it was something to do with, like, Oprah. Like, I don't even know how Oprah got brought up. But then this guy texted us, and he was like, oh, I got a crazy story about Oprah. My ex-wife was running a brothel, and she ended up on Oprah. And we're like can we call you? Like, what are you talking about? So we called him off air and it was like a 10 minute phone call that of course we had to cut down to make appropriate for radio. But it was this story about this guy we call him brothel Ed now. His wife, his ex-wife, um, ran out on him and his, their child, I guess. And, um, ended up moving to the States. They couldn't find her. I had no idea where she was. Years later, they see her on Oprah and she's running one of the only and most successful brothels, legal brothels in Nevada because Nevada is the only place you can have them. So he gives us that whole context, this whole story. And we're just like listening, like Jay and I are just staring at each other. When we get calls, we, we are in the studio together. So we're sitting there like staring at each other, like it's just, what, what do we even do with this? Like, how do we even air this? But we have to. So we found a way to like play him and now he's Brothel Ed. And uh, we know not to answer Brothel Ed's live calls. We don't have a caller ID either. Like we just see the light going off saying that somebody's calling and then Jay will turn down the like live mics and yeah. put and like, hey, the mix, what's going on? And then sometimes people are saying just nonsense. Sometimes my dad, my dad likes to call. Um, Does your dad call? <laughs> he used to, not so much anymore, but I was like, you have to stop calling. <laughs> like we, <laughs> I know you like the attention too. You want to be on the radio, but fuck off. Like we can't do it all the time. And my mom will call sometimes and you know, people will just whatever. We have a one guy named Martin who calls pretty often. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I've never called a radio show. Have you? Uh, probably to try and win something like way back in the day. I think I tried to win Eminem tickets when I was like eight <laughs> on Mojo in the morning, which they wouldn't even answer because it's Canadian, but they won't answer Canadian phone calls. I don't know. Like uh, I'm trying to think. You now. know what's funny is I never hear because they're Canadian th- winners. Th- when I listen to Mojo in the morning, yeah, and Canadian winners, mm-hmm. when I listen to Mojo in the morning, I feel like they think they're fucking 6,000 kilometers away from the border, I know, not, I know. not 20 feet. Yeah, I know. Because they, they, he came They never here. reference here. We're always talking about Detroit. Never. Always, yeah. And this year, um, I was listening and there was something at the casino. Mm-hmm. And Mojo's like, I was at Caesars Windsor. We have a lot of fans there. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, you guys know that like you're like... Like, we're closer to your radio station yeah. than most of your listeners. Yeah, we're closer States. to you than you are, like, a fucking pine knob. Like, yeah. fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I know, and we, so we do that. We d- I know, we do a lot of, like, a, well, pretty much all of our big concert giveaways that aren't Caesars, they're mm-hmm. in the States, different things, Little Caesars. Um, yeah. Little Caesars, not Coliseum. Um, Ford, all, like, all of that, Royal Oak, anything. But Do you get a lot of free stuff or no? Not really, no. No. No, I, I honestly don't get, like, free tickets to things. A lot of people think I do. I don't. Yeah. Um, a lot of people like to ask me for them. I was just <laughs> like, going to say, everybody likes really. to ask you, and you probably don't even get them for yourself. Well, eh? I feel like I got more perks when I was working as a summer patroller 
than I do now just because with COVID like so much has changed and I stuff know. and like tell me about it I used to shoot like a lot of like bigger bands and concerts in mm -hmm. Detroit and um and then when COVID happened I I kind of stopped shooting a lot of bands one because there wasn't any mm -hmm. and then I just kind of like I've done some since but nothing crazy mm -hmm. but I've I like to I've always liked to apply for like my favorite bands when they come to Detroit apply mm -hmm. for a photo pass mm -hmm. and I haven't just heard crickets it, since like bands music has started again yeah and the people like the connections i have in detroit that i shoot for and stuff mm -hmm. they're like we're not getting approved for anything anymore really like, can't just like they're just not giving out photo passes or huh. they're, they're like i don't know what it is but ever since covid it's just i used to shoot everybody yeah. and it was like easy to get a photo pass i was like 19 years old mm. getting photo passes mm -hmm. for like marilyn manson and stuff and like wow yeah and, yeah and now i can't get a photo pass to shoot like i don't know even know but whatever it's just crazy it's, it's it, honestly it's well do you know kevin blondin mm -hmm. yeah, yeah so he's like a good friend of mine a really good friend he was actually mouse together nice yeah he was on um my the podcast but now he does like strictly drag photography right so we were talking about that and about how he's like oh anytime somebody i even am remotely interested in i just apply for the photo pass i don't even think about it which makes so much sense mm -hmm. yeah, why yeah why not you get to go for free it's and you get to be right at the front right. and you I get to shoot photos. <laughs> the whole the whole COVID thing, you know, that huge giant thing that changed the world. Um <laughs> festivals and such. Like and, and this is coming from somebody who's like I used to work all of the like big, you know, fun fests and the hair fairs and stuff like that. A lot of those kind of rules and regulations have changed as well. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot more people behind like like planning it and stuff like there's a lot like it, it's all taken very seriously now and like it, it's probably for the best it's to avoid a lot of like legal things but it, it's also like is everybody having fun like are, are the vendors getting anything out of this like i know they are i know i know they are but it just feels like there's a lot more hoops to jump through to just be at an event where before it used to be a lot simpler but you do that right you do shows all the time yeah i do yeah vendory yeah kind of stuff. and this is also coming from the media so I, there is I don't, i'm sure there's discrepancies and whatnot but yeah, yeah it's interesting yeah everything's uh everything's different people don't come to as many things i find yeah um like i've had some shows like some group shows mm -hmm. and like people in the group show didn't even come you can't expect other people to come. Yeah, people don't even come. No, that's the thing is you're you're kind of expected to bring in people, right? That's part of what it the, is. It's like, the basics of event organizing. <laughs> like when I do an event, like I'll do a collaborative show with a bunch of artists. Yeah, you don't even if all the if I have twenty five artists and you all come with your significant other. Yeah, it's fifty people. Yeah, plus the bring a friend, bring in anybody. Yeah, and then the, you're just introduced to people. Yeah, even yeah. if nobody comes, yeah. that's still fifty of us plus the twelve band people. Mm -hmm. which is at a good event. And you're connecting. Yeah, you, you guys. But of course, you're gonna bring like more people are gonna come if you. But like if you don't even show up, mm -hmm. like <laughs> it shows you don't care. Yeah, don't even which bring is, your stuff if you can't even come to your own thing. Yeah, like, that's dumb. That's how do you want dumb. other people to see your stuff? You know. Yeah, that's that's crazy. a landscape that's changed a lot. And again, this is going from working it to now kind of like interacting with organizers and stuff like that, you just see that there's a lot more like regulations and a lot more pans in it. And it's like, yeah, just let me set up a booth. Leave me alone. I feel bad <laughs> for people. See, like you got into radio, like you were already into your thing before COVID hit. Uh, yeah. Barely, but you were. Yeah. I mean like media in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think about it sometimes like you know what would be next in terms of like work because I did the agency thing and I, I, I don't think I was necessarily even done with it it was just that the environment I was in was really bad it was not it was it's a place known for like poor treatment and such um but uh, like I'm certainly not uh, feeling like I I need I don't know it's just uh, people all the time ask like so this is it this is what you wanted to do and I'm like again no like it wasn't it wasn't the goal like radio wasn't the goal and I'm not done by any means like I'm not finished with it I haven't gotten everything that I I haven't given everything let alone gotten everything but 
it is, you know, a conversation that it's like, you do, I'm 25, almost 26, like, the, the, you know, life happens, and radio changes, and mediums change, and, like, who knows what's gonna happen, and it's scary, but it's also, like, I feel like I'm at a point where, you didn't ask me this at all, I'm just, hand, I'm going uh, on a tangent. That's okay, but, <laughs> that's what we like. Yeah, I know, we, is that when people go on a rant on the podcast, they're like, what was I saying? I'm like, I don't know, it was perfect, though. <laughs> yeah, just keep going, like, keep going. people are here to listen to you, not to me, so exactly. I don't but, have to ask you questions, it just makes my job exactly. easier. <laughs> Regardless, Windsor, Essex, and everything that's you know that there's been a big change you can just see that whether you're in any any industry that you're in has changed mm -hmm. no matter what it was but we're kind of still in the midst of figuring out how to go forward as much as it might seem like we're in the new normal we're not there's never, never a new normal nothing's ever normal it took so long that the world is different in every aspect yes um even after even in like at this point mm -hmm. like so my wife like she's she's not in um, things that were affected by COVID, but she is. So she's a dog groomer. Okay. Oh, do you know how much work there is? Everybody has a dog. Yes. Now. It's insane. Yes. And there's not enough groomers in the city for how many dogs there are. Didn't even think of that. They're just, you know, she's just full. Yeah. Everybody's just full. Yeah. Like you actually, like if you have a dog and you're like looking for a groomer, it's like people like call her and they're like, can you get her in? If she's like, yeah, they're like, oh my God, thank you so much. I, know. Like, I couldn't find anybody. Like I used to follow a dog in, or a groomer on Instagram who was local who had like such a high demand. I was like, are you? a celebrity in the dog grooming world like what is going on and it's it's a very uh, you know like niche but like also like needed thing that you don't even think about everybody bought a dog yeah and a lot of people bought doodles oh so like everybody doodle mixes yeah and those need extensive extensive grooming, regular yeah regular grooming. so it like it's <laughs> the just, things you notice right the things you so never thought crazy. you would even think about and all of a sudden COVID's like put everything but it's also like growing up and you know just things and yeah. stuff i don't know i was again i'm 22 when this started and now i'm 25 22 when COVID started 25 and COVID's not over as much as you want to say it is not over um and we're still reeling so so you, you got a late birthday then eh I do what September month? 11th really yeah. you're the day after my wife oh yeah but your birthday's on 9-11 9-11 it was my fourth birthday Wow. Yeah, yeah. I was watching Teletubbies and my dad is a truck driver and my parents were together at the time and he called and was like, hey, you have to turn on the news. And it was my motherfucking birthday and my mom <laughs> turned off Teletubbies to watch the Twin Towers. <laughs> no, it's a joke. It's, it's an ongoing joke. But <laughs> I was five because my birthday's in November. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you would. it was your fourth birthday. I was mm -hmm. still five. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember I was at school and my mom came and picked me up for lunch and then didn't bring me back. Mm. My dad's a teacher in the States. <gasps> So he, uh, the first tower hit and then they brought like TVs in the classrooms. He's a high school teacher. Sure. They plugged it in and then he was like, I get the fuck out of here. He's like, I'm not going to be able to go home. So, so crazy. He, he said he was the only one on the bridge. He's, he was probably one, because then you couldn't cross you for couldn't a cross. couple Yeah, days. that was a big thing with my dad, because he was in the States as well, coming home. So there was a big question about what was going like to happen. two or three days of no crossing. Yeah, I don't, I don't even remember now, because yeah. yeah, it was my birthday. I only cared and about And I me. was also, we were, we were four <laughs> and five. I know. But my dad made it back here. Yeah. And uh, Vero has a story from that, too. She, like, flew to get across oh. to do, like, oh, interviews. Oh, to do the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she was working at the Windsor Star. Yeah, oh, you know who I it. met? I met, um... Lisa Laflamme, Lisa Laflamme. I went to a conference this uh, year that she was in. Um, uh -huh. She was like the keynote speaker. She was the one who, I don't know if you know, but she recently got let go of, oh, is it CTV or CBT? CBT, CT, whatever. Um, because <laughs> she decided to grow her hair out gray. Did you hear about this story? No. So oh. she, she's an anchor, a TV yeah, anchor. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she got let go and it was all because of the hair. There's this whole big thing. So she, anyway, she was speaking and she was talking about 9-11 and, and her experience because she was very much an on the grounds get there. She said that Katrina was the worst thing she's ever seen, worse than 9-11, which I believe 
I mean, I mean, of course, everything's tragic and you can't compare it, but she said that like visually and what you're seeing and like bodies floating down rivers and stuff like that, that was the worst. And it's this kind of stuff where it's like, you're there and you know what's happening. I was four, you were five, nine, 11, but like everybody has this extremely like traumatizing collective story of what happened, even if they were a high school teacher pulling a TV in or, or whatever it was or watching TV as a kid or whatever the, the case was. And it's like, it, it's awful. COVID was awful, but we all did it at the same time. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? We all kind of had different varying degrees of something that was all happening to us at the same time. And the fact that so many people turned to hateful shit just blows my fucking mind. Yeah. Such yeah. a good time for Trump to enter and do that shit. Like, it was just a good time as in for that narrative. It's just fucked. Anyway, that's just another story. My birthday is 9-11. I was four. There's lots of jokes, and I do prefer the jokes. It's because... funny you have a birthday day apart. So your birthday's next Monday, a week from today. Yes, I'm going to be in Vancouver. Nice. Yeah, my friend lives there now, so I am flying out. Flair, shout out Flair. Flair, Flair. Uh... from Windsor? Yes. Were you flying to Abbotsford, though? Nope. Or Vancouver? Vancouver. Wow. Yeah, they got $80 flights now. Nice. Mm -hmm. Round trip or just that? Like Round trip, actually. 80 bucks. I'll tell you, I got both for... Well, okay, so they do tack on all these ridiculous fees, but for both, there and back, flying out Friday, getting... No, flying out Saturday, getting in Wednesday. Um, 400 I think it was. 450 yeah. I'm yeah. going to... Uh, New York for my birthday this year just um, alone I, I I like to I haven't been since COVID but I did it a couple years before COVID I yeah. just go for like five days All right. and I just shoot like a lot of street photography it's fun. so much fun I love it just yeah. walk around the city it's great yeah um so I I'm, love that I'm going there for uh <laughs> you you would never guess what my round trip cost for, to fly to New York and fly home yeah uh, I, I couldn't even it was twenty nine dollars twenty nine that's what How? I'm uh, well, I had some points because I just flew to Oakland and back. Oh, okay. Um, and then the flights were well. The like, right now, so it's twenty six each way. Yeah. So I got one for free. <laughs> sure. See, why wouldn't you though, right? Was my, I was like, ah, I don't know if I want to go this year. Twenty nine dollars. You better like, go. My wife's like, just buy the ticket and don't go then. Yeah. I was like, that's fucking that's fucking true, but, but that's unheard of, right? You've <laughs> she, never. She's like, it's forty dollars. It came to like forty one Canadian. She's wow. like, who cares if you don't go? It's forty bucks. I was like, yeah. that is a good idea. And that then is. I just bought the ticket. Yeah. And when I was buying the ticket, remember the power went out from the storm last right, week. Right. Right. We had the power went on as I clicked confirm, and then I lost cell phone signal, and I didn't like. I was like, you didn't know if did it fucking book or not. And then I woke up in the morning and like I didn't have cell phone signal either. It was wild, yeah. And then I had the confirmation email. I was like, oh, thank you God. You did it. You got your $29. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's going to be $400. I'm going to go book it tomorrow. I'm going to get screwed. <laughs> well, power. shout out Flair. I will say Flair's got some good things going. Uh, would love for you to be an official radio client um, because we would love to give away some trips. Mm -mm. We <laughs> that, do think about that kind of stuff. Yeah, that'd be cool. Always see things through radioscope i remember wow wow was a good airline wow too. was good yeah and i flew to iceland on them wow for <laughs> <laughs> is that on purpose or no <laughs> yeah, this is the thing with the radio wit it just comes out sometimes <laughs> no it's just fun um okay before we wrap it up this is a very long this is this is a long an episode. hour long wrap up <laughs> uh yeah no for sure okay is there anything else that you're like interested in besides radio that you like really love uh, like hobby wise and stuff i do love music i really do um i am a big fan of um music history but I, like everybody is right yeah. but i i do i don't know what the avenue there is but i i always kind of think that i could be doing more in regards to music um i collect records which is pretty fun cool um pretty fun it's expensive i don't know i know i'm moving so like i'm moving all of these crates of records like what when did you spend this much money like <laughs> fuck i 
I'm one of those people where like you pick up a hobby and then you're done with a month and with it with you're done with it within a month if you're not immediately good at it. Mm-hmm. Not that you be good at record collecting. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. I do have a lot. Um, honestly, no. I just always like to think that it will involve music, whether or not it's career wise or just like life. Cool. You know, I'm not musical at all, like in terms of ability and virtuoso, if yeah. that's the word. But none of that. So we'll see, I guess. If anybody knows of anything where I can do minimal work, but also, uh, <laughs> or, uh, sorry, have minimal talent, but also be invested. I don't know. You can go play records at like Fog or sure. different places. They'll let you go play records. You just jam the night out. Sure. Pressure drop. People yeah. do that. You know what? I've been doing a lot of like, um, <laughs> like I emceed a wedding this summer. Sick. I've been doing like a lesbian wedding. It was pretty neat. <laughs> it was pretty fun. Nice. Uh, during Pride, which was real fun. They did everything just spoke for itself. Um, that more public speaking things. I don't know. I don't know if it's podcasty stuff, but I knew that I, I know that I feel very fulfilled when I do like a good performance in that regard. Cause sometimes it is legitimately a performance. Yeah, for sure. I like um, to be liked. Yeah. Who doesn't? That's a good idea. Yeah, to like host events and stuff yeah, like that. Because yeah. like, especially when you're already like a community uh, leader person. Sure. Whatever. I know, I know. It feels weird to hear and it feels weird to say. I, I know. Yeah. A personality, honestly, that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, community yeah. radio personality. It's technically my title. Yeah. On-air personality. Yeah. On-air talent, broadcast. It, it's everything. Yeah. Anything you want. <laughs> well, thank you very much for coming of on. Of course. I'm happy I got to. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to have you back because mm-hmm. we just talked about so much stuff, but there was so much I didn't I even talk about that I want to talk about. That's what so. I do. I don't, I don't know. And I should have told you this. When I come up with the questions, I pretty much come up with three or four knowing that we're going to go on like, we're going to go everywhere else and we're just going to let it happen. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Yeah. That's why I come up with minimal questions. I always start with like, uh, you know, so are you close with your parents? It's the first one. And then they'll be like, oh, I am, or I'm not, or they died or whatever. <laughs> like you kind of get to the, you get really fast, really quick with That's a lot a of the idea. basic stuff. Quick question. This is something just a little, a little tidbit, especially if you're dating, if you're out here dating, ask people if they, their parents still live in the house that they grew up in. And this is I, totally my, something I came up with, but if you ask somebody just like casually, Oh, do, do your parents still, while well, you're getting to know somebody, do they still live in the house that you, you know, you grew up in, you get the question answered of whether or not they're alive, whether or not they're from here, whether or not they're close with their parents, whether or not their parents are together. Like it, it it's a way of, and maybe this is, you know, my talent here is that like, again, I'm good at getting deep without even like seeming like it. So uh, it's, it's very, people who maybe have a hard time being vulnerable. I feel like they're, they're like, oh my God, I've never told anybody this, but I'm telling you this. And I love that. I'm inject that into my veins. I love that shit. I love when people are like, I've never said this before, especially on the podcast. I'm like, let's, let's go. But it's a good way to like get deep without anybody thinking that you're like intruding on their no, privacy. For sure. Do you know what I mean? And, oh. and it's really good for dating is what I'm saying. It's a good way if you're like with somebody who's maybe not super forward about themselves That's or like a comfortable. Are, do your parents still live in the house that you grew up in? Wow. Right? Yeah. Cause my answer to that is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's is. Do you want to answer it? Oh, it's so long. <laughs> it's so long. I believe you. I believe um, you. I'll answer very quickly. <laughs> we, my, my parents were like always like together, or not together when I was a kid. Yeah. So like we would like all live together for like a couple years and then they'd split up and then mm-hmm. we lived together for a couple years and then they'd split up. Mm-hmm. And then um, they would always like, but they'd always be together even if like we didn't all live together. Sure. And then when I was like in grade six, they got engaged and then they got married and then they had two kids. So I have two more kids. Yeah. Wow. So I was an only child until I was 13. And then in grade eight (laughs) and nine, um, I had two sisters and they're only 11 months apart to the day. Wow. And then you're, you have such a crazy age difference from them. Yeah. So my sister starts high school tomorrow and the other one starts grade eight. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, I love this kind of like the, the unconventional family units. I, I love that shit. I so, love that shit. So it's funny because like we're a million years apart mm-hmm. and, uh, but like we're like, they're my full sisters. And we yeah. say mom and dad. Yeah. Um, love yeah. That. It's, uh, and there's no one in between us. All right. And it's just us three. And that's got to totally, you know, skew the way that like they grow up versus the way you grow up. Cause 13, you got babies in your life all of a sudden. Yeah. I'm good with And babies. this is what I'm saying. This is how we get way below the surface without even trying. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. It was very interesting because like being an only child forever mm-hmm. and then just like having two babies. Yeah. was like. When you're like pubescent and everything like that and you're starting. Yeah, that's, that's gotta great be wild. Time. I had a pregnant mom for two years when I was in uh, grade nine. It was awesome. A pregnant mom. It was fucking terrible. <laughs> just joke city everywhere. It, no, it was just like, like hormones. Oh, okay. It was fucking, it was. You're, it, oh, you're going through what you're going through. She's going through what she's going yeah, through. Imagine you're my dad. You have a ninth grader. Yeah. He's a high school teacher. So oh. you're with kids all day. Then you have a ninth grader, a newborn baby and a pregnant wife. Oh, no, no, no. I can't so, imagine that. So my mom, like, yeah. So my mom was pregnant uh-huh. with a, with a newborn the whole time. She only wasn't pregnant for like six weeks. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's fucking crazy. And that's got to breed some breed, <laughs> some pretty crazy stories. I'm sure. Wow. Yeah. See, <laughs> see, have so. you ever talked about this before here? How about you? Do your parents live in the same house? No, my you? parents have been divorced a long time since I was uh, four, I want to say, but I have two half sisters and one full sister. Uh, we moved out of this. We lived on like a farm in McGregor for a while and then they were building a house when they divorced. So then my mom moved, uh, my dad moved back into that farm. So he lived there for a while and then he moved away, he moved to Peterborough and then he moved back into that same house again. So like, again, you see how it like goes everywhere because within that there's like a thousand stories. stories. Oh. Oh my God. A lot of them really fucked up. (laughs) It's still really fun, you know? Yeah. 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 No. So long story short, no, (laughs) they do not. Nobody lives in that house that I know of at least. (laughs) It's funny. My parents actually, so my mom lives one block that way. My dad lives one block that way. Oh, nice. It's very convenient when you're hungry. Yeah. Oh my God. I fucking believe it. I so (laughs) believe you. I believe you. Well, this has been a ball. (laughs) I'm glad we got to do this. Yeah. Thank you very much for coming on. Yeah. All right. All right. All right.